You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Live, live from the Toad Hop Network studios in Hollywood. This, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com, the best in the world. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. It's the Craig Shoemaker Show with Craig Shoemaker, Sarah Sweet, and Joel Geist. Adam Carolla, C. Thomas Howell, Kevin Crona is with us from Mario Speedwagon, Ed Begley Jr., Alonzo Bowden, Grant Shaw, Tom Amanda, Ryan Phelps, Jill Whelan, Chris Harrison's here today, <laughs> Tom Bergeron, Dr. Drew, and Rondell Sheridan. Hi, it's Craig Shoemaker Show. Who's this? Yeah, I'm Jack. We are men. We are men. <laughs> We fart, we fart again, <laughs> we pee, we poop, we burp, and... You're laughing it off with the Craig Shoemaker Show. Don't forget to visit our website, craigshoemakershow.com. <laughs> Very rarely do we have a theme for our show. It's usually spontaneous, extemporaneous, yep. all kinds of aneuses. <laughs> we, uh, today, it's somewhat of a theme. Our first hour will be about... Uh, motherhood and parenting and kids and that's kind of the topics that i'm going to talk about today and in the second hour we're going to take a little departure from that we're going to do the opposite the opposite we have two (laughs) women coming in incredible comics i really respect these two comics and they are part of a book called no kidding about women who have made the choice of actually not having kids so that'll be interesting, interesting perspective, oh. because our first hour, and which you probably, Joel, will relate to that, because you have not had children yet. I have not had children. I haven't made the choice to not have children. Though. Okay, you haven't made that choice. Yeah. Uh, how, are you was... with, how are you with that? Do you someday want to have children? Oh, yeah, I want to have a litter of kids. A litter? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they Seriously, love to be litter. referred to as that. Yeah, yeah. A litter. <laughs> I want to have, you know, a couple and of my own. I want to adopt. Like, if I had the money, I'd have a whole litter. A, just a pack. A geist litter. So it would be yeah. like a whole litter, like, sucking on their mom's teats. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't like to think about that part of it. Okay. <laughs> whole litter in a basket. I See, I fantasize about the, like, the future, uh, like, holidays and stuff, like the Thanksgiving with, like, you know, all the, like, 20-year-olds and then the grandkids and, like, just, like, a giant family and i'm the patriarch That's what I, <laughs> you want to be so that sweet. you want to yeah. be that guy yeah and then yeah. uh what's going to lead up to that i mean first of all you have to find a you have to find a partner a different career okay <laughs> it might lead up to that yes yeah, so uh tell us how you uh tell us grandpa what was that comedy <laughs> career like Oh, back then. Well, back then, I used to work for a guy who didn't pay me. (laughs) Craig Shoemaker. Long past. You might remember him from his vaudeville days when I was uh, a part of his show, the Craig Shoemaker Show. Ha, ha, laugh it off. So you are, uh, my agent's calling me. He doesn't know that I'm actually, he doesn't pay attention. I'm on the air. I'm on the air right now, Adam, okay? He told me not to answer the phone anymore when when he's calling. He doesn't want his other clients to know that he favors me. (laughs) See, that's the problem with being a patriarch. Oh. Is sometimes the children think that you favor them. I have that yeah. happen all the time. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. You've got a, a big family. Well, yeah, it's not, I mean, yeah, big-ish. It's uh, three boys, and um, and I have different uh, responses to all of them. I had a, I had one happen the other day where uh, Jackson, the three-year-old, is really, really into monster trucks. But not only monster trucks, they're specific superhero monster trucks. <laughs> yeah. So now here's the issue. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty well-rounded guy, not in the comic book world. Right. Don't know much about it. Never was. And even when I was a kid, wasn't into it. I just went, I want people to talk. I don't want to read it. Sure. <laughs> I don't want to read a speech balloon. <laughs> it says, you know, dot, 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 sigh. Arg. I want to see the sigh. I want to see the sigh. I want to hear the arg. 
<laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? And, and so I never got into comic books. And I, I, I almost feel guilty saying that because there are a lot of comic book people out there. I'm not condemning you or judging you. It's just it's not my thing. Sure. But I know a lot of comic book people are like, don't you say a word. Oh, it's yeah, like another, saying yeah, I don't like the Beatles. Yeah, quite a following. Comic books are really big, but I've never been into it. So I have a three-year-old that is. Yeah. And, wow, you know, you want to sound like the genius dad. I want to be Google Central. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. When they go to you, you got to have the answer. There's a commercial just like that. Really? Where the son and the, the father, they're in bed, and the son is asking him, well, what about that planet? And meanwhile, he's got his, his little he's got his, iPad, and he's Googling it. The that's same. not right. <laughs> that's but they're not trying right. to sell the iPad. They're trying to Google, sell the iPad, yeah. but that's not right. How about, like, you know, look it up ahead of time and study it, and then you have the answer <laughs> yeah. right there on the spot for the kid so he knows that you're not just going to Google how impersonal is that? I like to have the answer for the kids. How do you know what to study? Do you or do you like just just study everything? <laughs> you know, like you're going on a uh, contestant on Jeopardy. I've been doing that my whole life. As a matter of fact, I have a picture of uh, I'm the tr champion on Delta Airlines now. I want to see somebody take me down in the trivia contest. Oh, really? I want to see you try to take me down. I wonder if that's list. I'm going to look to see if that's I'm going to show official. you. I'm in the like the hundreds of thousands handle? of points. Does, does it say Craig Shoemaker? It says, or no, says they don't let master? you. They don't let you. They have a million. I tried Craig Shoe. I tried Shoe. I tried Shoe B. I tried everything variation of Shoe, and I finally got one in there. What I, is it? S H zero E. <laughs> <laughs> and that one, fi they finally accepted that one because you can't have a double handle. So that's my handle. You can look for me on Delta Airlines, all right? <laughs> Try to take me down. Anyone listening on Delta Airlines right now? That, well, when you're headed for Delta Airlines, don't bother watching the movie. Try to take me down in the trivia. I have a picture of my score. <laughs> I want to see if you can beat it. You've got so a good I, memory. You've got, I do have a good memory, yeah. and I'm really into that. I mean, I was studying things when I was a kid. You know, like I always thought that I would end up on Jeopardy, which was ironically or not ironically my mom's favorite show. Yeah. My mom loved Jeopardy, so of course you want your mother to love you. Yeah. Still trying. <laughs> still trying on still that one. working on it. <laughs> Mom, if you're out there. <laughs> Okay, return a call. <laughs> There's got to be a celebrity I, episode or something. Well, I'm not a celebrity though. That's the problem. I if I were it just, I need like one more like hit so I can go on all these shows. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't dance very well, but I'd I'd be a riot on Dancing with the Stars that if I was fun, a I star. Mm -hmm. that'd, be cool. <laughs> I'd be funny. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. I'd be better than D.L. Hughley. <laughs> <laughs> he stunk from what I heard. You know, I'd like to be on these shows, you know, but I'm not a big celebrity, okay? So uh, that well, I'll have to accept that. I've been on Hollywood Squares like 75 times. Yeah. Another dream I had when I was yeah. a child, thought I would be on the Hollywood Squares and ended up with that dream come true. But unfortunately, <laughs> it was not a big hit like it was when I was a kid. So it went away, yeah. and no one ever saw my 75 episodes <laughs> when I was a good bluffer. I was a good bluffer, but I was so, I'm so codependent that I would, didn't want them to ever lose. Like if I was the secret square once, and I still run into her, I won her a car. Yeah. I still run into her, on, you know, she'll go, hi, and I go, hey, I won you a car. She goes, I know, look, there it is. I says, can I have a ride? <laughs> I helped you. I winked at her. Oh, you I, cheated. Of course I did. That's oh. kind of, you're kind of allowed, right? That's sort of like in the Hollywood Square's... No? <laughs> I'm no. getting the look like no. No, uh, no, they don't want you to do that. Yeah. No, it is totally uh. cheating. But I don't care because, <laughs> you know, look, they've got the money. They can afford that. Yeah. The car's given to them anyway. Yeah. So I gave her the, uh, uh, I gave her the, well, Fidel Castro. Mm -mm. Like, I'm bluffing. Yeah. <laughs> I gave her the wink bluff. 
The bluff wink. The bluff wink. <laughs> I gave it to her. She picked it up. She goes, disagree, wins the car. Whoa, 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 man, celebration. Awesome. What if she Still read it that, thing? that it was the, like, confirmation wink? Like, this is it. No, no, no. I gave her the wink. Like, don't you ever agree with this. This okay. is really a stupid answer. Oh, by the way, it was Fidel Castro was the answer on, like, something like, you know, who, uh, <laughs> you know, who painted the Sistine Chapel? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, it was something like that. <laughs> Fidel <overly> Castro. Obvious. <laughs> so I, you know, I had to make sure that she won that car, and she did. So I've, I've. I'm really into. As a matter of fact, I I treated Hollywood Squares when I was on there. I treated with a lot of uh, honesty and dignity as well. As I would really want. I didn't want to know the answer to the question. Yeah. Oh, they, do they give it to you? Yeah, they do. Oh. They give you the answer. Do they also give you fake answers? Like yes, they do. Fake answers. And then they give you jokes. And I wrote my own jokes too. Yeah. I said, I'm not telling this joke. <laughs> and I'm not doing this bluff. I am going to show them how intelligent I am. Nice. And maybe my mother will love me. <laughs> it's always the goal. Yeah. <laughs> That's the theme. So I want to I want to be uh, that parent. I want to be that parent to my kids. I want to be the guy that they go to. My mom was Google growing up. She always had the answers. Yeah. I don't know if they were right. I, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's not a lot of fact checking back then. Yeah. No. Fact checking back then was you go to a neighbor. <laughs> you know, go, what do you think of this? My mom told me this. A hunk of BS, I think. What do you think? So that's how you would verify things. And it, but she, it turns out, was right most of the time. So she became my human Google, and I want to be there for the kids. So Jackson, the other day, mm. he says to me, Daddy, at the breakfast table, it's just me, him, and my wife. Daddy, what does, what does Captain America do? What are his powers? Uh-oh. Uh, he, he has Stump. a shield. He has a, he has a shield, and the shield <laughs> protects him from anything. And it, it fires back at them, if uh, like a ricochet, a shield. And I was like really going at, and my wife is starting to giggle. Uh -oh. She's starting to giggle because she knows I am completely uh -oh. faking it. I'm faking this, and I am. I'm done. I'm done. And then he throws in another one. Uh -oh. I said, I got out of that one because I know that he did have a shield. Yeah, he, well, yeah. You, saw, you probably saw the movie. So he goes, <laughs> yeah, I've seen a, yeah, but I don't even, I still don't even know. I know a Thor, I guess, was that his name, with the hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, you know a lot about that one. There you I, go. I know Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. If I didn't, they give you enough sequels that you got to know. Yeah. You got to, yeah. just from the, how many promos you see, you're going to know that he's in an iron suit. Yeah. Okay, that I can BS my way out of. Sure. Okay. But there's not there's not a lot now. There is a movie about the next one. He asked me. He goes, "What does the Green Lantern do?" Yeah. And I felt like going, "Look, you little wise ass. Stop <laughs> trying to stump your father, for God's sake." He's picking the he's weird ones too. I was too. gonna say he's pretty specific on the ones he's asking. It's not like the big ones. No, 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 no. That's, yeah, he's going. So he knows what he wants. Like he, he likes. He's going like indie. Like these guys are indie stars yeah. in, <laughs> in the comic book world. You know what I mean? They're like the indie actors. They're, they're like, like second rung. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're not like because they've had their movies, but they're not huge. Like yeah, yeah. He's not like asking me that you know the George Clooney's and the Brad Pitts. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. going, who's Steve Buscemi? Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. It's That's, the equivalent yeah. of that. You know, you know, give me the you know some uh, who's Parker Posey? Oh. Uh, Dad, name a movie. I mean, that's what it's like. So, so he's doing this with Green Lantern, but Green Lantern does have a big uh, movie that came out. Yeah. yeah, Ryan Reynolds. I even knew that. Yeah. Now my wife is losing it laughing. <laughs> She's losing it. She sees my face, and she starts crying laughing. And he's going, "What's why are you crying, mommy?" So now it turns into a whole why is she crying. And now I'm starting to get some good BS thoughts. Right. You know, stalling. As she, as I, she's stalling me. So I go, 
He's a green man. He's green. And he's got a lantern. And he goes in the woods with a lantern, the Coleman lantern. <laughs> he's a camper, that green hornet. No! Green lantern. I get yeah, the lantern. Hornets By the different. way, I get the lantern. I know the hornet. Do you? I, I can give you a little something. He's got Cato by his side, yeah, you know, because, yeah. you know, I was a little bit in the Green Horn. I was into that because there was a TV show and I saw reruns. But this, I got nothing. There's no Green Lantern television <laughs> show that I could reference. So I'm going, Lantern. And then I remembered, I said, I, uh, he's got a ring and it's yeah. a special ring. There you, you know? go. And the ring has special powers. What are those powers, <laughs> Daddy? <laughs> Even even I think anyone who likes Green Lantern has yeah. trouble describing really? his powers. Seriously? They're just yeah. like they're amb he can do kind of anything, but not He's like, like a shapeshifter. It's really weird. Oh, it doesn't wow. make any sense. Stuff I wish I had that word shapeshifter. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was at my disposal. But then he would go, "What's a shapeshifter?" Yeah. And yeah. I would do what I'm going to do to you is, "What is a shapeshifter?" Does he shift in a different? Yeah, he can just like create. He can become like a house or like a table. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like with the ring gives him that power. Well, it's, well, yeah. How ridiculous is that? It's pretty crazy. It's like, how do you defeat that? But like a, be, yeah, I, but like in a comic book, that makes sense. The movie's kind of like, you know. Oh really? Yeah. Didn't make him. It didn't make much sense. No. All right. Well, uh, it's like the guy from the Terminator. You know what? I'm getting a beep here. You know what it is? Is my Facebook is up. I, I don't want this up here. I'm, I'm going to put uh, this down. Yeah, yeah, so every time oh, I'm getting a notice no, now, I can, I can turn that my up. buddy Frank just said, I couldn't agree with you more on Facebook. Oh. I don't know if he means I couldn't agree with you anymore. The Green Lantern. But, but the, or maybe my little post that I put up before I got here. It's amazing <laughs> what people respond to in posts, by the way. I, I, I can't tell you the amount of time that I'll say, Hey, tune in our show. It's the best ever. You should see this guest. Like. And that's from me. I can't even get you three to like the damn thing. Can you guys throw me a like on my damn post for our own show? Sure. We're trying to make some money here. You post okay? like 10 things a day. Yeah. I do. Minimum. Oh, is that what it is? I'm too it's much. It's a lot. But they really respond to my uh, the ones where I'm kind of jostling their 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 core. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I did a little jostle right before I came here. I did just came to me. I was Oh yeah, they're full of that. And then I had one yesterday and I tried to take it down and of course it's the most popular ever. What is it? It's of course it's the most popular when I try to take it down because everybody's <laughs> private message me, take that down. You're an idiot. Oh. Don't do that. I had email from my friend in Ohio. Oh get it down, idiot. I mean, everybody's going, you stupid. What? And I, so I said, okay. And I listened. Even my wife walks into the room where I'm in there, you know, going at it. Take it down. So I did. And then more, it got more comments. <laughs> it got, it's got 300 and some likes already. Oh. And I thought it was down. It's on my, on my fan page. See if you can find it. I don't right. know how these people are finding it. So people like it. They're liking it. But they're liking it and they're commenting like crazy. I'm going to read some of the comments, which are... Very varied. I'll tell you what I did. Here's what I did. Yeah. Okay. This again goes for the uh, children's portion of our program today. <laughs> our first hour until we hear about not having children right. in the second hour. My son, Justin, uh, is uh, almost 15 years old. I say almost because I need that, I need that little rationalization. I can't mm -hmm. say he's just 14 because then I've got more judgment. I say he's just about 15. Come yeah. on. Give me a couple months. <laughs> Guy's got pubic hair. I, I think he does. I know he's, he's, got, ar he's, he's got armpit hair. Right. Sure. So I said, eh, why don't you drive? I let him drive. I took a photo of it. Okay. Took a photo of him driving, and I posted the photo. 
Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. See the uh oh. See, I don't think uh oh. That's my problem. I don't go uh oh. I am. I'm just an honest guy that posts things. You're proud dad. Yeah. Well, it's not that. I'm. I'm looking for more material. <laughs> 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 so, so, and as you all know, I have been in, in uh, conflict with my ex, yep. who responds to things like that. Her and her team. Her team. Her like team. Her, yeah, oh, her brothers. She's oh, got wow. this one brother. It's like, I know he's probably listening now. He, like, writes everything down and then gets back to me. And, you know, full of judgment and criticism and, you know, threats. So he, like, equips her with all that so that she has that to say. Oh, yeah. So now they're going to get back to her and go, look what he posted. Wow. He posted his, your child driving. Oh, no. Right? Okay. <laughs> so now, whoop, back to court. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so I, that's why. <laughs> now, one would hope. That people understand I'm into creative arts. This is what you do. I just had a call from Hans King today. He goes, what's with this Louis C.K. with his, his anger? He talks about his kids in an awful yeah. way. If I was his wife, I would divorce him. This is what Hans told me. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, he was asking me about Louis C.K. And I said, well, you know, a lot of comics, they're, they're still in that space of their, you know, the, the, that's what they do. And by the way, he's very popular in doing it. Now, if I say one little kidding thing, like I let my son drive, which I really didn't. I took the photo in a park position. I really mm, didn't. That's you did it. Lie. That's no, a lie. That's a complete lie. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to pull it up because it's yeah, like. I, know. I already said it. If you were in, in a farm, like in Utah, it'd be well, no funny problem. You should, funny you should say that's that. That's what a lot of people are saying. I said to the, this is what the, the post that I uh, tweeted and I posted it on Facebook. I said, Listen, let's be honest here. How many of us do little crimes, right? Mm -hmm. Little things that we bend the law a little bit, okay? How many of us out there can actually say, I was told my wife, who's a geek, (laughs) so we had the conversation beforehand, (laughs) you know, about him driving, and she says, well, no, you should never do that. You know, it's against the law. I go, come on. Like, you didn't? She goes, no, I didn't do it drive till I was 20. All right, geeky. You don't count. You don't count. And then I went with this. I always go with percentages. 90%. I told 90% of people have committed this crime. They've been behind a wheel before they had their license. That was my premise. As I said, 90%. Now I take it to Facebook. Unfortunately, I put the photo with it. I didn't just say the statement. (laughs) And I said that I had done this, that I allowed him to drive. I have theories on this. It's just like underage drinking. Yeah. Do you want your child to drink in front of you, you know, yeah. or do you want your child to be sneaking this stuff like I did? Mm-hmm. Do you want him to sneak like I did with driving? Yeah. I stole my mother's car every night. I was reminded of it the other night. I ran into someone I know from back then. I ran into someone, and she, and it's the first story she says. Hey, we steal your mother's car all the time. I would roll it down <laughs> the street. That's her big memory of me. Even though we dated for years, that's her memory of me. Before we <laughs> yeah. dated, when we were kids, I'd steal the car at 13 years old, 14 years old, and I would take everybody on joy rides with my mom's car. I had my own keys made. <laughs> I went to Woolworths, I had my own keys made. Oh, my God. I'm tired of jumping this thing. I'm tired of jumping it, so I had my own keys made. Did you made. jump so I, it? I, I, I did... jumped it, and I used, to steal, I used to steal her keys, all that kind of stuff. My mom went to bed early. She was a hardworking single mom. Went to bed early. Little did she know, I don't go to bed early. I'm up, and I'm going to go to Littleton's. That's a, a little diner that's open all night, and I'm going to take some friends with me. So that's what I did. I stole her car. I rolled it down the street. And, um, you know, I'm not – listen, I'm not – if you're listening now, let me qualify. I'm not condoning. <laughs> I'm not condoning that you allow your child to underage drive. But I am just putting it out there to say that – how old? There could be a different perspective, okay? I was that age and stealing the car. I mean, one time I was tired. I was sleeping, sleeping one off. 
She goes, oh, I can't find my keys. And I go, oh. uh, take mine. They're in the drawer. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, totally busted. But she still was naive. I think my mom didn't want to believe that I did sure. a lot of crimes. I did yeah. a lot of crimes when I was a kid, which we also will talk about today. And uh, one of them was I, I, before, and when I got my permit, right, the day I got my permit, I go, I'm getting my license. I'm like an expert driver. I'm ready for the Indy 500. Are you <laughs> kidding me? As much as I've been, much so as I've been and it was a stick shift. <laughs> oh, really? Now, the problem with a stick shift is there's nobody else that knows how to drive one, so you're driving with your buddies. And if you're stuck on a hill like I was with Steiny, I was stuck on this hill with a stop sign. That is a rough go yeah. for a stick shift. I'm like, <laughs> I remember going, I was almost crying. I can't do it. And Stiney's going, don't look at me. I'm automatic. <laughs> what are you, what are you, your mother's piece of shit car. What are you going to let stick shift? You, you, you got to go automatic. So that's the Stein, he was in the other seat. And he's trying to help me, but he can't help me. And then I swear to you, I'm waving people. Just go, 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 go around, go around. And one of the people I waved around was a cop. <laughs> he kept going. I'm good. Did he? he kept going. I'm good. You, you I'm good. Your, I'm good. I'll figure this out. You had, no. you had your permit you at this time? No, I did not have my permit. It's even pre-permit. Wow. I have been stealing this car all the time. But, but stop signs on a hill, tough with a VW bug. <laughs> not easy. You got the engine in the back pulling you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just it'd stall, and I'd start it again. I'd... I must have burnt that damn clutch five yeah. times. My mother was always in the shop. I can't believe I burned another clutch. <laughs> I don't work the clutch like that. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. This car is horrible. I traded in for another bug. I she loved her bugs. She didn't. She didn't put Never the two together. Never caught on. Oh, listen to this. Then uh-uh. I get Steiny. Steiny was a. Uh, he had flunked, so he was older, and he already had his license. So I said, Steiny. I need somebody to go to the DMV with me, whatever it's called, yeah. and you go for your driver's test. And it was the day of my birthday. And I left school, uh-huh. another illegal thing. <laughs> I left school during the day to take my daytime test because you get an appointment easily during the day. And I went at noon and I went there and I took my mom's car uh-huh. out of the parking lot where she parked to go downtown Philadelphia on the train. So it's like a church parking lot. I steal the car, get my license, I come back. Parking spot's gone. And I mean, gone, gone. There is nothing within the vicinity, within the hemisphere of where she parked. So I'll never forget this. So so I parked way on the other side. You know, there's a south side, and I parked on, like, the, the north side. And she comes home, and we're having dinner, and I'm looking down. <laughs> avoiding eye contact. She's avoiding all eye contact. She goes, she goes, my God, I'm working too hard. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going, I think I'm going senile like your grandma. I'm going crazy. I parked on the south side, and I came back from work on the train. My car was on the north side. I thought I was going crazy. At first, I said, my God, I reported it, it's stolen. <laughs> and then, she, then I found it. I'm telling you, I know I parked it on that side. I'm looking down. Mom, you work too hard. You work too hard, Mom. You need to get some sleep. <laughs> Better to let your mom think she's crazy. Right. Than, <laughs> than actually tell the truth. Yeah. I don't want to reveal the truth, so I didn't. I didn't. Re- I, five <laughs> years later, I let her know. 
Five years later, I said, you know, Mom, that time? <laughs> <laughs> that one time, yeah. And she's, you're awful. I, you made me think I was nuts. <laughs> so, so anyway, so I, uh, I stole the car because, well, first of all, that was another thing is, even when I did have my license, my mom would never let me have the car, so I'd have to steal it. So I was forced, forced yeah, sure. <laughs> to commit a crime. <laughs> all crimes are forced, aren't they? I mean, if you're poor, you go steal stuff. That's what no. I did. No. No, it's not what you do. They're not all forced. Huh? Well, no. <laughs> I'm just saying me. Right? Oh, I was forced to steal those cashews. I had a little pocket sewn in my bat, my uh, you jacket. You were already. So you were planning for Jean Valjean right there. There you go. <laughs> no wonder I relate to that damn Les Miserables. That's, that's what that's who I am. That's it. A piece of bread. <laughs> I stole a cashew. is for my family. <laughs> that's all it was. It's for me. Yeah, I'm a family. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, whoops, I sang loudly. <laughs> Keep forgetting about it. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely commit crimes, and I would love you to call us if you. Uh, oh, I'm going to read a few, by the way. So I put it out on Facebook, and I said, "Hey, have you all, you know, driven before your time?" And I said, 90 percent." So what? can I have my, can I have my computer there, uh, Stefan? I, I, here, let me show you some of the responses. Do you think I, your your 90 percent was accurate? No. What, should we no. just do the percentage of this room? I have. Okay. I yeah, did. Well, let's go with this room. This is our little case study here. Yeah. A little blind study. Stephen did. Ileana. I did not. Really? You didn't, you're such a geek. I am. I know. You're such a, a freaking law-abiding geek. Well, I think it's different for girls because I always had that, boyfriends who yeah, drove that's true. me around. Oh. Funny Were you, you a passenger with an illegal driver, an underage driver? Nope. No, oh, no. Are you kidding me? She, no. She'd be going on a date and ask him to show her the license. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably That's would. The kind of geek that she is. Well, yeah. I will tell you, funny you guys should say that, on the Facebook commenting, there is no question that it is a male thing. Sure. Almost yeah. every male. Yeah. Except for my friend Anthony, which really surprised me. He was like, <laughs> he was like, what's wrong with you people? Because <laughs> some of them would put like 9 and 12 that they started driving. Yeah, A lot of them also say like it, they start doing that in the country. In the country, yeah. yes. 9 and 10, driving tractors. I saw some of that. That's normal and not illegal. Yeah. So maybe. And, and again, forced. We are forced. <laughs> what? You're forced to. How else are you going to sow those seeds <laughs> and plow the goods? <laughs> Yeah, so they teach them That's young. what I would tell the cops if they pulled me over. I'm a farmer. <laughs> but I think it's something that, that little boys are ingrained since since a very young age where, oh, you got to like cars. you got to be a race car driver. Cars, cars, cars. And girls right. are not into that. Uh, yeah, unless yeah. you're Danica Patrick, who also started underage. No one talks about, by the way, with celebrities and things like that. They never talk about how much they're out on the town drinking and it's underage. Uh, I remember that's even true. I remember even the president's daughters. You know, they were caught underage. No one said, "Wait a minute, that's illegal." Yeah. Right. Okay, but we all give it a pass if it's a celebrity. Sure. And I'm not a celebrity, so I didn't get a pass. Listen to these people; they criticize me. <laughs> Anthony, my old friend, he says, "I'm with your wife." Because <laughs> I'm with your wife. I'm imitating him now. He talks like this with his hands. He gets his little crocodile hands. Oh my God! Really? Yeah, he's like Italian. Does the crocodile thing? Hey. You bust my balls. <laughs> with little, little crocodile arms. You bust my balls. What do you bust my balls for? I listen to your show. You're busting my balls. So he says, uh, I'm with your wife. He's almost 15, which means he's 14, exclamation point. Oh, details. In the driveway or in a parking lot. In no way a street. What would happen if he hurts himself or someone else worse? It's not a good idea. That's one guy. Oh. 
And then uh, Heather says, as long as his hands stay on 10 and 2, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of people really had, um, he says, <laughs> no, Keith says, now that you have an illegal act documented. <laughs> yep. That's, and that's why people are saying, they want to, uh, Doug says, like a good neighbor, State Farm ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't there, so, so what does it matter? I mean, you can always go down with what if something happened. You could say that with anyone. You could say that if yeah. you have, if, if you, you're driving yeah. and you're legal. You yeah. could say what would happen. Yeah. yeah, it's not good what would happen. But I figure that if I'm training him now and I'm there, and I must tell you, we have to take a break soon, but I must tell you that um, I've had a, uh, a commitment to uh, changing my demeanor with my children. And it was really confirmed by this, uh, Chris says, I'm with you until the cops arrive. Uh, <laughs> like, then he bolts. <laughs> oh, and then people are going at it with each other, which is great. And then, then Anthony comes back because all the, uh, they, they keep saying it's justified and you should do this. And then Anthony says, Never knew how many farmers, friends, followers of Craig. <laughs> had so many farmer friends and followers. <laughs> I didn't know it either. I have, I have a lot of farmers. I'm big with the farm people. <laughs> so, oh, I got one minute. Uh, I will get back to this topic. Uh, I would love to take your calls when we come back. We will have to take a break, but um, uh, I'd like to t discuss with you uh, the underage things that you do or the little legal things that you've done in your life. We've all done them, I believe. I shouldn't sure. say we all. 90%. 90%. Maybe 90%. not Ileana. Not good for our case. It wasn't 90 in this room, but it was. Ileana's the type of jerk that ruined the curve in high school. Absolutely. You know I mean? Every she time. Destroyed the curve. Yeah. For us morons that yeah. didn't study. Yeah. Here's geeky Ileana getting yep. her A. That's right. And <laughs> completely throwing us off. She's throwing off my case study here. Okay? <laughs> Jonathan says, drive him to a whorehouse like a normal dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not on my list. Not until he's 17. For my yeah. ex's brother, yeah. if listening, I would never do that. I wouldn't <laughs> not until he's 17. <laughs> but uh, I want to talk about this documentary I saw that is really, this guy is my new Gandhi. He is my new leader. I will talk about that. It is a wonderful documentary. I have stumbled upon it, and I, I was trying to make my kid watch something besides Power Rangers <laughs> and I stumbled upon this an amazing documentary and I want to talk about that and your illegal crimes. I've got some more to confess myself. We'll take your confessions. You call us 323-622-8623. Uh, wait a few minutes till we come back and uh, we'll see you then. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording you? Oh! To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphone. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff system too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. 
Hey, Toad Hop listeners, this is Josh. And this is Ross. From the Josh and Ross Radio show. program. It's on live every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 Pacific time. And I, what would you say this show's about, Ross? Well, I think it's, you know, two male perspectives. Very strong male strong perspectives. Strong male yep. perspectives. I come from one point of view, and you come from the, the complete opposite, opposite. end. Yep. And somehow we meet in the middle. We also give advice to the callers in a segment we call He Said. He Said. If you didn't listen to it on Tuesday, if you missed it, go back and watch the show on toadhepnetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. And while you're there, subscribe, leave a comment, and rate the show. That is just our way of saying, get into the show, bitches. Hey, but look at that. Now, just behave a little bit. That's about as behaved as I get. But no need to call anyone a bitch. Yeah. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. So right, and I like the way you nod after everything I say, like it actually means something to you. And I like your record collection, Townsend Jens with a hint of Ricky Lee. And you cleaned up the bathroom, made a really nice suit, but a bit too much sci-fi in your shelf with DVDs. But there are things you need to know about me. I'm weak right now, so weak right now. I need proof for a dare to open this heart, so I prepared a quiz for you. If I said I liked you, do you walk the line? Is your IQ higher than your neighbors and is it very much higher than mine? Can you sleep when I grind my teeth? Do you look away if I slop when I Will you let me be myself? Can you at all times wear socks because I'm still scared of it? And if I fall, would you pick me up? And if I fall, Seinfeld, do you read more than two books a month? Do you get racist sexist when you've had a few? Is it fun if I make more money than you? Have you slept with any people I work with? Is there anyone you rather wish I'd be? Do you still keep pictures of a girl friends? Are they prettier than me? And if I'd fall, would you pick me up? And if I'd fall, You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Uh, there we go. We got so into it immediately that um, I forgot to mention that uh, Sarah, a very core part of our show, the yep. co-host, is not here today. She's uh, because uh, we are not on our normal Wednesday because I have to fly to Rochester tomorrow. Come see me in Rochester, please. <laughs> Pass the word. Tell people I'll be there through the weekend. And tell your friends we'll have some laughs. Uh, now, right now, we're having some um, some uh, some current discussion on um, on what I posted on Facebook, which 
got a lot of responses. I can only hope that all these people responding are listening because we'll be huge. We'll be bigger than Adam Carolla <laughs> if this many people. For some reason, it really uh, jostled some uh, some nerves. Uh, we even have a phone call uh, talking about allowing your child. And did you, did you uh, drive? Did you get behind the wheel before you had your license? That's what I want to know. Hi, and in 951 area code, who is calling us? That's Paul. Huh? Paul. Paul? Yeah, Paul. Paul. All right, well, um... <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> okay, going to have to work on those communication skills. We're having a hard... We're all, we're all like, uh, we're in an old age home with you. We're all going, huh? Who? Huh? Huh? Shuffleboard? Huh? <laughs> Paul, good to have you. I had you on speaker. My bad. Oh, there you go. Much so, better. Paul, now that's a much better connection we're having. So, tell me, <laughs> did you ever get behind a wheel before you were of age? Yeah, I was laughing the whole way through it. I did it, I think, a little earlier than you. I think I was 13 or 14, if I remember right. There you go. Hmm. And, 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 and how, how did you do it? And, I took the neighbor's car. <laughs> He's even worse, He's even worse wow. than me. At least, I, at least I took my mother. See, for every crime, there's always always someone worse. As they say, well, as like they the say in Star Wars, part. there's always a bigger fish. So this guy, Paul, is a bigger fish than I am because I was 13 but took my mother's car. You took your neighbor's car. Stole it? Well, yeah, I guess technically. <laughs> technically. technically. That's grand theft auto right there, man. And, and, I know, huh? And didn't get caught either. <laughs> wow. Until now. Yeah. That's why he's disguising yeah, exactly. his voice. He's talking through one of those things. That, you know, like the, almost uh, wrecked it, too. Jeez. You almost wrecked it? Well, I can imagine. Yeah. You, can't even, you can't even hit the wheels at that age. I mean, you hit the pedals. Your, your legs are too short. It was pretty hard. So where, I almost wrecked it. Where did you take the car to? Around the block. Just around the block? A little joy yeah, ride. I was too scared to go anywhere else. If you got caught, you know what I'd say. I know what you probably said. Just borrowing it. <laughs> <laughs> My parents were using theirs. Thought I'd borrow it like a cup of sugar. <laughs> Just yeah. a neighborly thing to do. <laughs> well, thank you for your confession, Paul. I really appreciate it, and I uh, hope you're enjoying our show. We have another call here from the uh, from local. Oh, geez. Probably in trouble. Someone saw me yesterday. <laughs> it was only on little off-roads that I went. Who's this? Uh, this is Pat Laborio. Hey, what's up, Pat? What's up, man? Pat's the perfect person to talk to about crimes when they were children, because I know he's probably been even locked <laughs> up for his. This is the perfect caller to just defend me and be behind me. Although politically we are divided, criminally we are not. <laughs> How are you doing, guys? I'm doing great, Pat. Good to hear from you. Uh, Pat's a great comic, by the way. And uh, I know, I, I can almost tell you that he's about to t confess some crimes that he's had. As a matter of fact, he jumped on my Facebook, Facebook twice and said, how can I call in? So, so he, this was one topic he just enjoys. So let's just start with, let's just start with uh, the simple crimes. Uh, when did it start for you? What age and what were you doing? Oh, boy. A simple thing. Wow. Probably when I was like nine. I went down, my mom was uh, walking down the aisle of the grocery store, and I would always take one of everything I wanted that she wouldn't buy me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I got away with it. I got away with it for about a year. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that one, too. My first theft was a, uh, a Clark bar. Yeah. That's what it was called, a Clark bar. It was a candy bar. She wasn't going to get it from uh -huh. me. I'm getting it. <laughs> oh, I got you one for you, Pat. Like I got one for you. 
uh, when they had the samples, when they had the samples of the candy, actually, uh, what am I saying? I'm still with my rationalization. They weren't samples. They were actually candy that was <laughs> the, the candy in the bins. I see. I'm still saying that it's samples because that's what I would do is I'd say oh, I was just sampling. I happen to have uh, 19 different d different delicacies, but uh, of the Swedish fish. But uh, did you, I know you must have done that. Where you have to put the, the honor box, you have to put the coins in the box at the samples. I mean, the, uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop saying it. You did that, didn't Man, you, Pat? I, I, I hawked every candy. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, the big thing for me is when I was a kid, Reggie Jackson had a candy bar. Yes. Remember yeah. the Reggie bar? The Reggie that, bar. That monstrosity <laughs> of peanuts or whatever the heck was in there, sawdust. Yeah. I used to love those things, and my mom would never buy them. So when we'd go down the aisle of the candy, I would always take, like, two or three of the candy bars and throw them in the, the grocery basket. Then yeah. I would always take uh, caramel corn. I was addicted to that stuff as a kid. And then throw it in. That's where it all started, Craig. And, but, and, 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 today, started. and today, Pat is a diabetic. <laughs> yeah. The life of crime. That is a lot. That's a lot of sugar you're consuming. I used, oh, to, I used yeah, to go to that that honor box, and what I would do is I would actually put a penny in. I just put a penny in, and so they would see me putting the coin in. Yeah. And then I would jostle it around like I was putting loads of coins in there. And then I would take like a lot of candy. I mean, when you're in, I used to tell my mom, listen, we had the Reggie bar, too. I said, if you want me to be ignore more than a doubles hitter, I need a home run hitter. I need I need a Reggie bar or the O. Henry, which was after Henry Aaron or the Babe or the Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. I, I wanted something that would give me some power, Mom. That's why I'm stealing here. You're not going to give it to me. I'm going to buy my it's like getting steroids over the, you know, the illegal steroids. That's how it worked back then. We didn't have steroids. You had a, a O. Henry bar. That's it's amazing that those honor boxes ever worked. The honor boxes did work in back in the day. Yeah, they, back, I don't think they'd work now. No, I mean, they obviously don't have them. No, they don't have them now. No. But they they do trust that you'll not. I do definitely still snag. I know I have crimes. <laughs> I still have crimes. I'm sure you do too, Pat. I mean, a little bit. They're very subtle, but you know, are you still taking candy? That's what I want to know. You know, I am not taking candy. I've actually been on this. You know, diet for the last month, trying to drop some weight here. So no candy for me right now. Oh, okay. But uh, well, all right, a, a month and a half ago, did you take any candy? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did not take any candy. Oh, okay. although, I, although I will say, about six weeks ago, mm -hmm. I got to say I, I hoarded the little fudge thing at a party. So <laughs> they had the white, that white divinity fudge out, and you know, somebody mysteriously took about half of it <laughs> that was my that was my rock bottom i'm like wow listen you are not the only one i have a true story that just happened last week an oscar nominated actress i'm going to out her right here she's probably listening we're going to have her on the show okay oscar nominated i i posted this on twitter i i took a photo of her we were at a party tom jones singing at the party yeah She's stuffing a napkin filled with the cookies at a mansion. What? Wow. I'm going, Wait a minute. She's. I got a picture of her. <laughs> I have a. I show it to you. It's. 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 Uh. She. Uh. I posted on Twitter before. But the, yeah. She. Had, she had a napkin like an old lady at a wedding. I said. I said. Why don't you go get the centerpiece while you're at it? Who what? is this? Betty White. No, not Betty White. Who this is, is like somebody a contemporary. This is somebody who I. I just love her too. And, and now that I met her. She's even better. She's really wow, funny. That's awesome. You want to guess? You want to guess who it is? Here, I'll show you. Here's a picture of her stealing. Times must be hard then. Uh, it's well, not. No, is Winona Ryder going to be on the show? 
Winona Ryder. There was another example. Oh, that's a good guess, by the way. <laughs> you know it was she not, takes that. It was, yeah. yeah that would be, <laughs> Cookies that would be and cars. And, oh, here, here it is. Here it is. Do you know who this is right there? Do you know who that is? Show it to the camera. No. You know she's this making is? a Anybody funny face. Is? It's hard to tell. Yeah. Oh, she actually would be mad that I show the picture because she's upset yeah. that the picture looks bad. Okay. But there she is with the guilty face stealing cookies. Can I see? So we're not. Do you know who this is? Oscar nominated. That's great tell. actress. But now she's, now she's more into poker. She's an amazing poker player. I don't know. Man. That is a terrible face she's making. Jennifer Tilly. Do you know who Jennifer Tilly is? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. With the Jennifer voice. God. She's got yeah. the funny voice. I would have voice. never wow. guessed that. <laughs> she actually says to me, don't take a picture. <laughs> I'm stealing That's cookies funny. for my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she took cookies for, <laughs> took cookies for my boyfriend. That's hilarious. So we all do it. We all, you know, I, I shouldn't say we all because I'm, I'm, I'm getting that um, Ileana and yeah. maybe some other geeks don't. My wife doesn't do these things. Yeah. And it's just pushing the envelope a little bit. Now, Pat and I... I'm venturing to say, push the envelope into in, in a whole other, um, the whole other degree of, yeah. of of going to Staples. It was more than an envelope. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I'm, tell me, tell me a one crime that you'd like to confess to right now to Father Shoe. <laughs> Father Shoe. <laughs> tell tell Father Shoe what you what you've been wanting to say for a long time there, Pat. <laughs> the time that you committed that crime and you justified it for all these years. Okay. Now you're going to get it off your chest that's shrinking now that you're on your I'll diet. You're not going to hear this one. All right, in, you know, in college, I was a great athlete, right? Uh-huh. So there was this protein stuff. That's when Metrix was just starting to come out. Mm -hmm. And they had this protein powder that everybody wanted. You know, it was like a weight gainer, but it was really expensive. So I used to go to this place, this uh, one of that, that place I had the, the, the stuff out in the front and I would I would take a big huge canister and run out with it right <laughs> and I would I would steal like a canister of these things and then sell them <laughs> really oh wow and I would I would take like I would take like two of these a week right and um, it, was, it was going great for about you know two weeks and then the third week a couple of them, and I ran out. The dude's running after me. I'm running away, and as I'm running, I trip. I drop one of them. The other one flies out of my hand and ricochets off a wall, and the thing just freaking explodes on me. So I have chocolate protein cake all over me. I'm running in my 1989 latex speedo, you know, Superman shorts with the you know the baby gap type shirt on. You know, running down the street with a with chocolate protein <laughs> powder on my face, and then I'm running, and this big truck starts coming across the street, so I just stop, like just on a dime, and the truck hits a bunch of water, and this huge sound of water was flying up at me. So, and then I continue to run, and now I have mixed chocolate pudding protein <laughs> cake on my face, <laughs> running down the street. And I went right, I right by a cop who just sat there and waved at me. The dude continues to run after me. Make a long story short, I got cut off. I got a fence I couldn't run over. I got caught, and I actually, I got busted, and all I had to do was I had to work in the place, to pay restitution and work in the place for, like, three months. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That's the, another I'm, thing that would yeah. not happen today. Making yeah. that, was a joke, that was a joke at Santa Ana College for two years. Oh, I'll, 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 bet, I'll bet it's still going on. I, that, that's a classic. That's like a, that's like a karmic Willy Wonka special right there. 
That's a that's oh amazing. And all that from uh, you started with a Reggie bar and it went and it went on to that. Um, exactly. It went from Reggie bar to you know protein bar and protein <laughs> canisters. You take what you need. You know, if I had to been stopped, if you know God was on my side, if He hadn't stopped me, who knows? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows where you'd be today? It could have it could have went to syringes and. And East German hormone shock. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we're glad you're healthy and you're losing your your pounds now on your on your new diet, which I'm sure does not include yeah. any chocolate. All right, I appreciate yep. you calling, Pat. Take it easy. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I, I, you know, now that I contemplate, I do realize that I, I have committed many crimes. And I get karma for them. I mean, I have things that happen to me. And I will be honest with you, when the things do happen, I say to myself, yeah, you deserve that one. <laughs> yeah, that's for the time you wrecked that car. Oh, that's, man. I mean, yeah, really. I mean, I have uh, a number of uh, crimes that were justified. I, I guess it has to do with somewhat your background, maybe? No? Yeah. Fatherless? Fatherless, uh, no money? That's probably a big piece. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like I was coming home to get my ass beat. Well, yeah, because there because there was a time my mom would beat my ass, yeah. but then there was a time that I could actually catch her wrists. Oh, that was big. Oh, How she, old were you when that when that started? Oh, the day that that happened, I was a very happy boy. <laughs> <laughs> so she would come at me, and I would and I would like catch her wrists, and then she'd try to get out. I go, "You can't hit me!" And then she'd kick. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> try it. Wow. Then it ended up with weapons. <laughs> but I mean, uh, uh, now we're getting a call from Orange County. I'm sure okay. that somebody judgmental down there. Don't very, judge the judgmental. Well, they're they're very wealthy. Hello, hi seven one four. Who's this? It's Bob. Hey, how are you? I'm good. You got to turn you. You got to turn that radio down. Are you are you going to judge me or are you going to participate in the confessions? Oh no, I'll, I'll definitely participate. Um, it was great. Uh, actually. Being able to call right after Pat. I, I love Pat. I see him in shows all the time all over Orange County and L.A. and stuff. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, um, Pat's a comedian as well. And uh, I, 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 does he tell the chocolate story in his act? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he tells much worse. <laughs> yeah, he does. Pat Laborio. Now, and uh, so are you in the business? Are you in the comedy business, Doug? Uh, no, I'm not in the comedy business, and I'm not in the thief business no more either. Okay, well, good no for more. you. Good no for you. More. No more. Well, a lot of us, you know, we had our moment where you hit the bottom. Apparently, I haven't. <laughs> Having my son yeah, drive I, yesterday. <laughs> I'm, I'm shutting it down, by the way. I will tell you that I have listened, and I'm shutting it down. He's not driving now. Okay? And it had to well, do with, cool. had to do with I, the way I, I responded. I did, that, uh, I did that with all the I, – I did it quite a few times. Uh, that's how I learned to drive was by stealing – Every member of the family's cars from uh, my mom's car, my brother-in-law's, my sisters, my nieces, and uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of people. All of them. Did, and you wrecked them too. Now, did some day did they sit you down and actually have like a stealing intervention? That's a lot of people. I can see um, that on a TV show. No, when I when I when I stole my brother-in-law's, he was kind of pissed off, and I woke up with a nine millimeter in my mouth, and he told me never to get behind the wheel in of the your... truck again, and I just kind of sat there nodding my head. Whoa. See. That, hadn't stole the car since then. This is why I share my stories, because every time I think my, my mom threw a tennis racket at me, I've never had her pull a gun. <laughs> in his, See, in I, feel, I feel much better about it. In his mouth. That's <laughs> not, wow. did, that, did that learn you? <laughs> uh, 
yeah, that, that learned me. Yeah, that, <laughs> right. that taught me my lesson. Well, I appreciate you but, calling, uh, Doug. I, I used how, to steal how, chocolate also. I used to steal the one-pound Hershey bars, and I used to steal about five of those at a time. That's our first addiction. That's how it works when you're yeah. a kid. You mean you got to have your fix, and if your parents ain't fixing it, and you're not exactly, like, raking in the money when you're nine, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? A little allowance money. I got a quarter now and then for making a chore, and that's not going to get you anything. So you got you got to do what you got to do to fix yourself. And they, and they were never for me. They were for my, for my niece's friends. She just, you know, I was the only one that was stupid enough to steal them. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to get five of those one-pound Hershey bars in your pants. It's hard to get one of those in your pants. Seems are big. <laughs> You'd be surprised what you can put in your pants. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate you calling. I, I actually, that's how I would steal shirts when I was in, a teenager. Is I would go into the dressing room and I would put them on like a diaper. <laughs> and I wear the diaper. Why do you look so shocked, Ileana? What are, I'm just imagining you doing this. Yeah, I'll figure that out too. I would go into the dressing room, and this is uh, so. And I would and I would wear it. It literally like I was an engine. Yeah. You know, with the the diaper, and I put my pants over it. And then uh, suddenly I came out of that dressing room. I'm a love master. Oh, yeah. Check out my package, baby. UPS would charge extra. Anyway. So you're the reason they put those tags on there. You can look at me. You're trying to get one of those plastic tags off and look them up. You can thank me for that. Uh, That's what I would do. And then I would sell them for my trunk. I would sell shirts. Oh, that you wouldn't wear them? You would then sell them. I'd sell them and then go buy chocolate. (laughs) <laughs> it's always, it's always it's, about the chocolate it's always a cycle yeah no I, I buy other things at that age i was buying booze which is another thing we all underage drink right i don't know what the percentage would be on that one i go 90 i go 90 Still on 90? that one i, I started at five did you really yeah five years old yeah wow. I, um, I was having uh they call them highballs back then like my father would share <laughs> he'd come visit and of course i want my father to love me yeah Okay, just like my motivation is sometimes my mother will love me, my father as well would pop around now and then. He'd have a highball. I go okay, and he'd, he'd give it to me. What's in a highball? That's that? such an old it's like a Manhattan and old fashioned. Uh, you know those old boozy drinks. Yeah, yeah. and I did Pretty not strong. like the taste of it. Oh, strong! Yeah. I still remember sitting on his lap, <laughs> making him proud. You know, sipping this thing down, and I'll tell you, I was not happy. But the fact that he was going, oh, there you go, have another sip. And then I have, then I puff on his pipe. Yeah, and that's how you have the bonding moments. Oh my God! Five, six years old. I'm bonding with dad, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have different ways of bonding with my children. That, that that's not an option. You could have played catch, not <laughs> smoke. <laughs> smoke the pipe with him. I was hoping for the catch. That's why I'm, uh, Field of Dreams is so effective for me. When he says, "Dad, you want to have a catch?" I'm out because he doesn't say, "Hey, son, you want to have a cocktail?" <laughs> he doesn't say that. Yeah. So we do have a theme today. We do. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, well, it's kind of. I, I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to this documentary. We don't have much time. I, I'm going to recommend this documentary. It's called Buck. Okay. And Buck, I stumbled upon this after seeing another documentary about the Cowsills where they had an abusive father and they were actually the inspiration for the Partridge family and his family that sang together and they were huge, huge in the late 60s. You know that song, Home Beautiful Hair, 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 Hair. I know I'm not doing it justice, but you get the idea. It was called Hair. That was the Cowsills. And they had a lot of big hits and they were on their way and it it was a disturbing story because... A lot of them are still, you know, they die and they, you know, alcoholics and drug addicts and stuff like that. They had an abusive father. 
This guy, Buck, had an abusive father, and they also were on television. He and his brother were on television being uh, cow ropers and things like that, and it was amazing. And to see this guy, how he turned it around from that abuse, and the documentaries about the guy that he became was the horse whisperer. Yeah, what's this? Is this a trailer for Buck? This is a trailer. Is a trailer for Buck. It translates on it. Five minutes, he's got a horse following him around like a dog. Everything you do with a horse is a dance. Are you always hearing about breaking horses? There's a whole element of abuse, really. And you don't realize how unjust it is until someone shows you a different path. Let me let me explain without the trailer that nobody can see. Uh, <laughs> explain what I what I got from this movie was the way he treats the horses with respect uh -huh. and acceptance, and he does not discipline through fear. Strict but not firm. I mean, firm, strict, but stay fair. That's what he says. He has a lot of like uh, buckisms. Yeah. And he's my guy now. He's my Gandhi. I'm going to watch this movie and over and over again. And I actually applied in my parenting his skills. Oh. He's very soft-spoken. I don't have the cowboy thing, though. I, I don't have the, come the here, son. Yeah. It's coming out of a cowboy accent. There's something about it when they say, like, let, let's say I say, uh, let's say I say this. And in, in my Philly accent, it's not, not the same as, like, he goes, blessed are the flexible. Well, they will not be bent out of shape. Oh. Now, now listen to me. Okay. Hey, blessed are the flexible. They're not <laughs> bent out of shape. See, it's not the same. <laughs> not right. the same. No, it's not the same, so I can't apply this as well as this guy. He has the hat. Matter of fact, he met Robert Redford. He became an advisor on the movie The Horse Whisperer and kind of saved the movie because of his techniques because they had regular trainers. Yeah. They had regular trainers, and the horses were not responding the way they wanted to. They weren't snuggling up against... Uh, Scarlett Johansson, which I would easily do, <laughs> even without a treat. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they uh, they were um, they were having a hard time. He walks in and goes, "Use my horse." Oh. <laughs> so now you And the parenting. horse did exactly what he. So he applies it in the uh -huh. parenting and in all of his relationships because it's a mirror. How you treat a horse is a mirror for how your soul and it's how you are with people. And why not be a gentleman? Why not be a gentleman, but be firm in how you do it? It's a mirror to your soul. See, it sounds different when I'm saying it. <laughs> so you're treating your kids like horses now. Bribing. <laughs> bribing doesn't work. Bribing. That's what bribing doesn't work. That's what he said. He's, he, there's so many. I was writing them down. But my, that's, that's how buckisms. they train animals with bribes, with food, with carrots and doggy treats. It's, but that's how they do it. He does not. He oh. does it through compromise and compassion. And oh that's how God. you treat other people. So I'll tell you what happened the other day. I became Buck. I channeled Buck yeah. for a moment. Okay. Because I have this thing with Justin, right? My oldest son, he's a teenager. Look, they're teenagers. But by the way, we get along really well. We're having these wonderful talks lately. I've been becoming Buck anyway without Buck. All right? But <laughs> I didn't do it with an accent, so he's up to bat, playoff game, and I can see his uh, knuckles. Mm -hmm. I see your knuckles are tight there, son. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the whites in your knuckles. It means you're tense and the bat's not going to go where you want it to go. It's about being free. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I thought that. That sounded great. Yeah. It did sound great. So I, 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 he was, he's up there, and sure enough, he pops out. Okay? Big game pops out. And, I, and I, so then I calmly go up to him. First, I went to a coach, and I go, can you say something to him because he's not going to listen to me? I started with that one because <laughs> they listen to other coaches. They're not going to listen to you. I said, no. 
just Joe go calmly up to him, and he's in the dugout. And I walked up with the three-year-old, his little brother, and you see he's fired up, ready to defend himself to daddy. Sure. You know, he doesn't want to hear the, the, you know, what he hears as, you know, strict and discipline, and he hears it as uh, control. Sure. You know, like, let me fail on my own kind of thing. And he started with that, and it was so intense, his reaction to just me walking up, that the entire dugout was watching us, not the game. Yeah. That's how, that's how, uh, that's how heavy it was. And how, how much uh, power was in this exchange. And I took down the exchange and I just calmly said to him, take a breath, son. Take Aww. a breath. It's okay. You know what? My golf swing, I'd share my own personal experience. My golf swing, when I try to control it, when I'm really tight and I grip on that club, it does not go where I want it to go. I said, it's about letting go. It's about being free. And you watched him start to melt. And then other kids are going, whoa, this isn't going the way it would look like it was going to go. And I got to tell you, my old me would go, you shut up and you listen to me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, I've done that before. Don't you disrespect me. Yeah. <laughs> Harrison Ford. Damn it, don't you disrespect me. <laughs> yeah. You wise ass. No, I didn't do that. I said, I said, you know what, I'm going to go up and I'm going to just be calm. And I just shared my experience with him. And sure enough. He gets up and he gets a hit the next time at bat. Then oh. he goes and he pitches. And I kept saying, breathe, son, breathe, son, spiritus. Let the spirit in. No hitter. He had no hitter for two innings. Yeah. No one got a hit off him. Striking people out. And he goes, Dad, I don't want to cry right now, but he goes, Dad, I owe that to you. And I really listened to you. And that was a really great moment for me. Mm. I don't want to end on that. <laughs> we got some break very on. funny women coming up. <sighs> I don't want to end on a tear. Oh, you really are tearing up. Radio worth watching. There I'm, we go. I'm a little better. Speaking of yeah. illegal. Fuck them. I'll turn my head. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to see my vulnerability. It really was a great moment. I really recommend Buck uh, to see that. It's on Showtime right now. You can uh, TiVo it and let me know your thoughts. You can always Facebook us. Go to our Facebook page. Uh, we have a break coming up. And guess what? Uh, we're going to reverse this. It's not going to be about children. It's about actually making a choice of not having children. It's a book by Henriette Mantel. Really funny comic. One of my favorites of all time. Plays Alice in the Brady Bunch movies, by the way. Oh. But she's so talented. She directed that Nader movie I told you about that I love so much. But she wrote a book called No Kidding. And two of the two of the contributors, no kidding, great comics. Be Betsy Salkind is coming in here. Sue Kalinske. And that's what's coming up after we take a little pause for the cause. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com, games delivered. Hey, Toad Hop listeners, this is Freddie Lockhart and Candace Thompson with What's Good, starring Freddie Lockhart and Candace Thompson. And we are a show that knows a little bit about a lot. We talk about hip hop, we talk about other people who can't help themselves, and we talk about all sorts of things, music, TV, gossip, you name it, we do it. Be sure to check out our show live every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the ToadHopNetwork.com. And if you miss it, go back and watch it on ToadHopNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. Don't be a jerk. Do it. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. It's very important, Candace. They have to leave a comment and rate the show. You know why? Why? Otherwise, we'll be on the bottom. And we like to be on the top, don't we? I know I do. Yeah, girl. 
What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording you? To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape, games galore, everything you're looking for. Kindle, cameras, electronics, baby Einstein, hooked on phonics, Blu-ray, movies, and TV, download, music, MP3, Pixar, Disney, microphones, pet supplies, and doggy bones, World of Warcraft, Nancy Drew, Sims, the Scruffs, Ishtim too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping's even free. Somebody ordered too many drinks last night. Somebody reckoned dancing on a bar, so right. Somebody woke up next to someone else thinking. Some people thought I'd better killing of themselves. Oh, Lord, forgive me if I'm sad at nights. Then they could do things you'll regret for the rest of your life. And Lord, forbid them when we're on Saturday nights. And tell me I am not me on a Saturday nights. Who was that girl who shouted, this was on me? Who was that girl who dropped her drink on a celebrity? Who was that girl who fell asleep under a tree singing? Who was that girl I know for sure wasn't me? Oh, Lord, forgive me for Saturday nights. They'll make you do things you'll regret for the rest of your life. And Lord, forbid them where my Saturday nights. And tell me I am not me on the Saturday nights. Somebody dropped out at a house just to take a peek And somebody reckoned, well, just one drink that'll do Somebody seen the trust flowers making two
Before we begin with the levity lava lollapalooza that we have here um, and introduce our guests, I well, actually, I'll ask our guests right away. I have to get a little segment in here that hopefully will pay a bill or two. Uh, how are your shoe situation? What's your feet situation, Betsy Salkheim? What do you do? You enjoy the shoes that you purchase? I do. I'm going to up that now. I'm going to tell you, you go to healthyfeetstore.com. They're okay. ma- these are shoes that are beautiful, and they're, they're designed by orthopedic surgeons. Oh, excellent. It'll help your posture, which is very good, by the way, but it could even be better. No, it's not good. <laughs> you don't have good posture? I have comedy posture. You, oh, I know that posture. Is that Mike Lean-In? Yeah, that, the, the Mike Lean-In yes. thing. The, uh, the, it's uh, where I'm a part little... of your back is higher than your head. I've never heard that before. We'll get into comedy posture. <laughs> Go to healthyfeetstore.com, folks. And uh, it, trust me, I went there uh, this past weekend. I got shoes for my kid. He's just running all over the place. I think he's faster. I should time him in the 40 just because he has these, these new shoes on. And also, I sent them to my mother. I sent her some slippers. Didn't get a thank you, but I'm sure she will <laughs> at some point. When she, She's too busy when walking. She, when she decides to talk to me. Now, we all have a background I'm going to introduce. Sue Kalinske, an old friend of mine. Uh, can you say old friend? You're not, uh, I, what's I, I what's another I, term you can I, say? I don't get insulted by that. Okay. Yeah, although I am going to out you on the 20 years in comedy. I've known you at least 27 of okay. those years. Okay. So I'm 30. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Started when she was a little girl. Sue Kalinske is with us. Betsy Salkine. Am I pronouncing that properly? Because you yeah. are meeting for the first time. That's right. Because I'm from Philadelphia. We could go Salkind. <laughs> well, I have cousins who say that. They do? But I say Salkind. Are you, you from back right? east? Yeah. Where are you from? Connecticut and Virginia. There's a there's an opposite yeah. uh, place yeah. to be from. you got the uh, the whole Civil War going on yep. in one house. What, how can you be from both places? Uh, Divorced parents? We moved parents? when I was 12. Oh, okay. Moved down to Virginia? Or yeah, it was up? a serial situation. A serial situation? Yeah. <laughs> oh, First yeah, got, Connecticut, then Virginia. Okay. And then, and then out. And then and then out. Then you just got out of the, and you started. You started by uh, having little plays in your home, and you were not even the funniest in your. I read my bio, oh, by the do. way. Okay, so you uh, you weren't the funniest. Who was the funniest? Um, I think my older brother was, but he was just more shy, and uh, you know I was willing to do it in public. 
Yeah. <laughs> jokes. Tell jokes. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I, I picked that up. And he, he, what did he end up doing? He became a drummer and a criminal defense attorney. Wow, you have a very... Like this con combination thing. They have a, a strange combination. I'm from Virginia and Connecticut, and I'm a drummer and a, uh, a criminal lawyer. <laughs> That's amazing. And I'm a comedian with an unlicensed medical practice. Oh, really? Yeah. What kind of medical practice? What do you practice? I specialize in psychopharmaceuticals and thyroid disease. Psychopharmaceuticals. You know what's really odd about having a comic? I just had that moment. I'm going, okay, ready for the punchline. Now I understand how people respond to me. You need the brother rim shot here. It was, it was, it was, it was that one moment I went, I just, I understand now how people always say when I say something that is maybe spiritual or uplifting, they go, who's this guy? Because they're ready for, okay, here comes the punchline. I had that moment with you just now, Ben. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's worse when you tell a punchline and people don't know you're a comic, and then <laughs> yeah. they're just horrified. Well, at least it, when you once you announce that you're a comic, they are waiting for it. They're 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 kind of and, and Sue, you've been in the business for a a, a very long time, hundred years, and st and you started <laughs> as a waitress, right? No, well, did I not look that one? No, up no, 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 because okay. it's because it's in my it's in my bio, yes. And I I was a waitress, and I had an argument with a customer in front of the entire restaurant, and um, I actually questioned a tip mm -hmm. in front of everyone, and the guy looked at me and and said, "How dare you do this? You know, I've never been so insulted in my life." And I said, "Well, this tip is very insulting, so you know, <laughs> we're even. <laughs> we're even," and I got fired. Oh, I thought that was yeah. going to lead to some jokes. And well, it, it led to, to some. It led to some jokes when I when I started going to the improv. Yeah, so that was the impetus to just leave waitressing forever. But did you have an inspiration like a like a comic that you were following that you really enjoyed? You know, I remember you used to like Jerry Seinfeld. I did. You were Seinfeld esque in your in your material. That's what a lot of people used to say. They used to say that. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm to, back in 27 years ago here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it actually used to upset me because I don't want anybody to think that I was trying to be like Jerry. You know. Oh, it upset you? But, okay. Now, it upset you in the point that you were not wanting to be like that, or did you not think that, they were, that there was some validity to it? Well, I, mean, I think I, I kind of took it as people were kind of accusing me of really? being, you know, like kind of taking Jerry's persona. Well, we had a guest on here who's a really fabulous actor, uh, Dan Laurier, played the, uh, the father on uh, Wonder Years, and he was actually giving the advice that you should pick an actor to emulate. And a lot of comedians emulate a comedian, so it's not an insult. That's what that's what you you say. Okay, I'm not going to be them or take their jokes or anything. But it's it's kind of like there's a certain style. Everyone has a style that's, and there are very few that are completely unique, right? There's like uh, Mitch Hedberg, remember him? Yeah. Yes. Right. Very yeah, unique, right? Yep. But you could go, oh, that's Stephen Wrightish. Stephen right. Wrightish. You could go, oh, these are one-liners like Henning Youngman. Right. I mean, you see what I mean. So everyone has some some sort of uh, some sort of base that they have. Right. Like I remember years ago, Paul Reiser was accused of being Richard Lewis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Richard Lewis was the one accusing him of that. <laughs> Seriously, you know, I gotta tell you. And the irony, the irony though is Richard Lewis is Woody Allen. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like I think a lot of people are like projecting things on the on the people when they when they make these accusations is they really don't want to look at themselves. I mean, look who's saying this. Richard Lewis is saying he is Woody Allen. He does the, the gestures of, with the out of the <coughs> I'm having angst and I'm neurotic. I mean, like that's Woody Allen, right? Right, right. And and you know, anybody who's a neurotic Jew is going to basically take on that. <laughs> right. you know? exactly. But you know, I was Even if the, they don't marry their stepdaughter. 
<laughs> but, you know, I was at the improv one night, and Paul Reiser had a, a big showcase. This was like 20-something years ago. And this was in the, in the height of Richard being really pissed off because Paul's career was starting to take off. And Richard at the time really was kind of in a standstill. Mm-hmm. And Richard sat in the front row with his arms crossed and just stared at Paul <gasps> really? the entire time during his set to try to throw him off. And oh, was he thrown off? He wasn't. He wasn't? He wasn't. He is a real pro. So God, he's not he like Richard. <laughs> yeah, Richard Lewis would have been thrown off. Yeah, he actually uh, spends his time between sets in a car, and he says, uh, "Let me know when I'm on." And then he runs from the car, and then he runs back to the car. Uh, yeah, it's, there's some sort of. Uh, I sat next to him at a Bruce Springsteen concert. There's a there's a little yeah some issues possibly. Don't you think? Oh, totally. <laughs> now, what what are what are your issues, Sue? Do you have uh, anything uh, from your background that would lead you to uh, a world of comedy and now writing uh, a, a fabulous book that's going to be a bestseller now that you're on our show? I, you know, I, I I find myself to be pretty much a well balanced comedian as far mm-hmm. as comedians go. I mean, a lot of my friends and people that know me are like, "Oh God, you know, you're so normal, you know, yeah. to be a comedian." It probably has to do with the fact that I was the youngest of five kids. I have a feeling. And you were I was the youngest the, of five, and you were also, but you were raised by both parents? I was raised by both parents. Wow. But probably my biggest issue growing up is that I was the baby of the family, but my second brother kind of uh, take, took on that role. Like mm-hmm. he was treated like he was the baby of the family. He got everything he wanted. He had like. He had, like, being baby of the family envy, I think. So he got whatever, like, if he didn't want, you know, something that my mother made, she made him something different. If, you know, whatever he wanted, he got. So that was kind of stripped from me of a, all, as a kid. Of all the psychological issues, this is the first I'm ever hearing being baby of the family envy. <laughs> well, that That's only works a in, a, in a somewhat healthy family, though, because in the, in the really screwed up families, the youngest one has that many more big screwed up people to deal with. Yes, that's true. Now, how about you? Did you have a big family I, and were you Yes, but I, was, I wasn't the baby. <laughs> you weren't the baby? No envy. No. Did, did, you, uh, did you grow up uh, both parents? Um, until I was 15, yes. Okay. And there's a reason I'm asking this because you, you're both here because uh, not only are you funny, but you've, you are, have participated in a book called No Kidding about uh, a choice yes. of not having children. And I would venture to say as a, a you know, just – looking at it from afar that some people make that choice because of the way they were raised that they would never want to bring children into a world of uh of discourse and dis-ease and and so forth and that would be their choice and what's wonderful about the book is everyone has a different reason for choosing not to have a, a child and the stigma that's attached to it and all that and i'm so happy you guys are here to talk about it so both of you didn't grow up with that feeling of not oh, no, having children i did Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. So that- I had basically all of the reasons that everybody talked about, except that I didn't try and fail at it. I, I had many, many reasons why, uh, but Henriette made me rewrite mine so that I only really talked about the political really? reasons. Yeah. Oh, so you were like a, uh, like a potpourri of all yes. of them. And then she said, no, I want you to take this one aspect yeah. of what you submitted to me and just highlight that and expand on it. Correct. Yeah, and what was that? That was uh, really the political and social reasons why yeah. not. I mean, not only did I not want to have kids, but I don't think anyone else should either. Mm-hmm. Um, what if there was no Fox News in the world? Would you still feel the same way? I would. <laughs> Which, okay. <laughs> because I, th- I think that uh, the recent political climate has definitely changed for where you would worry about because we're so divisive right now i think it's as bad as it probably was at the civil war there was no google to find that out it's but that, that and environmental issues mm-hmm. and 
and overpopulation. And, and I work with kids who are abused, so it's, it's not mm. clear to me that people who have kids uh, are doing it for the right reasons. Right. See, I think you should have a, have a license. To have a kid, yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, they wouldn't get the license like I did when I stole my mom's car. We talked about that in the first episode. <laughs> well, hopefully, it's not. It wouldn't be as easy as getting a fishing license. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's not so easy. But is it, fishing <laughs> license? It's easy. It's easier to get a, a gun license than it is a fishing license. Yeah. Right. So, so killing people—that's that, that's okay. But the the fish, no, we have to protect them. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the you can shoot them. You, you just can't fish you can them. Shoot. That's right. <laughs> you can shoot them. Right. That's right. You can shoot them. They come on a boat. You can hit them over the head with a bat. Yeah, anything you want to do, but uh, but but you have to have a license if you have a hook. So uh, I, it's funny you should say that about the the abusive children that you work with. And I, I have an opposite reaction, as I think to myself as a parent. I'm a parent of three of three boys, and my response is, well, what can I learn from my past, from an abusive past? And even being surrounded by it or being a part of it and so forth, how can I be a better father? Is how That's what inspires me to be a father is like take that pause and, and don't kind of recreate this, this system that you were in. Make a new system. I mean, that's how I, how I responded. So uh, when you're working with these children, you're just, your heart goes out to them. And you are being a mother to them, basically, right? Well, in, more like a mentor. I mean, I, mentor? I like to, yeah. in some ways, be an adult who is not somebody who has to set limits for them, but can be uh, somebody who enjoys them. I think that's really what I learned is the most important thing about my time with them is to just enjoy them. Yeah. And be with them. Showing up is, like, huge because I work with uh, troubled teens who don't even live with their families. Mm -hmm. They live in a residential facility, and just showing up every week is something they've never experienced. You say working with them. How is it that you're working with them? I teach them, them comedy. Oh. <laughs> and math. Is but it? not at the same time. <laughs> Back my to that. Math, my <laughs> math was comedy. That's why I got into comedy. I say, do the math. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, and what sort of a program is this? Uh, it, it, it's called something that the children can sign up? And maybe yeah, they, they do something called independent activities, and, and volunteers from the community come in and, and teach whatever they do, whether it's comedy or art things or photography or cooking or That's whatever, so cool. and I do comedy, and yeah. and uh, and they do too. Have you seen any of them uh, perform like yes. on television or anything? Not yet. Or? I mean, not, they, they're they all minors. They're not even allowed out of the house yet, but yeah. I have one now who I'm pretty sure – Who's been invited to perform at the Laugh Factory, and I think, I think she's going to do real well. Oh, that's great! Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that uh, comedy. Uh, this a lot of our show is about that. It's called Laugh It Off. Is you know finding the humor and finding the funny in anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think that that needs to be prescribed more often. I do too. And and finding your sense of self in that, and that's what a lot of the children who are you know in those situations they need to find themselves. Yep. And you're about and listening they have great material. Do they? Oh, yeah. Well, because it's dark. It's great. Yeah, it's dark exactly. and it's personal. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, who wants to hear a spoiled kid? Although Seinfeld did very well. <laughs> <laughs> but that was in the 80s. I, I think nowadays you need yeah. a little more edge. Do you really? I yeah, I guess so. you're right. I mean, uh, and come to think of it. The, it's the, a different world. Yeah. You know, that was like the banking heyday. Everything was good. Nobody wanted to hear about problems. And I think now... Uh, you know, I think people are ready to hear about a little more substance. Yeah, well, I they could be wrong. Certainly wrong about Not Richard on a Pryor. Ship. Richard Pryor was, yeah. was certainly the exact opposite. You're he was right. raised, raised by prostitutes and has whip marks on him. And 70s, though. 
That, oh, that's 70s. Oh, yeah. we took a little break in the 80s. We did. <laughs> we, we, uh, we have some calls here, by the way. Sue Kalinske and Betsy Salkind are our guests who uh, participated in a book called No Kidding uh, with the comedy writer Henriette Mantel, uh, tackling the topic of actually not having kids. And uh, we have 724 area code is calling us. We don't have a caller screener, so we have no idea who's calling. It could be somebody from your past. I hate to tell you. Could be our kids. <laughs> could be. <laughs> you don't know about. Hi, who's this? Who's this? Hello? Hi. Is this Nick? Uh, Mick? I think Nick you're calling Ritchie? for Nick Ritchie. Uh, no. You're calling for Nick? Yeah. Uh, it's Nick's father. <laughs> Can I give him a message for her? <laughs> what did Nick do? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually done that before. I. Do you have children? I do have children. No, I'm talking to the caller. Oh, they're gone. gone. They, oh. They, they, yeah, she she, she realized it was a wrong number. She abandoned ship on that one. Well, either that or she realized, oh my God, I'm caught. I'm caught trying to find Nick during a school hour. <laughs> Is Nick your son? No, no, <laughs> no, Nick's. I have all J's: Jackson, Jared, and Justin. People always ask me why I do Jeez, that. And they like make George fun of Foreman. Me. Well, no, to that's, a a, <laughs> to a, yeah, that's a just G. like that, Sue. It's exactly like that. That's G. All right, well, no, no, no it's not only G. No, no, it's George. No, he named everybody George, George and then he, he named his daughter, what, Georgette? <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> yeah, he threw an N in there. <laughs> oh, no, what kind of ego do you have? You go, I'm going to name everyone. And mine's not, and my name starts with a C, so it's not even about that. But I was called, I was raised with all females, but there was one male, my drunken uncle, and he was, his name was Steve, so he's the only male that they ever knew, so they would always call me St 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 Craig, I mean, it, <laughs> it would literally stutter and it goes st 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 Craig, like Billy Bibbitt's calling me, st 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 Craig, come to dinner. And I got tired of it, so I figured if I name all my kids Jay, if I stutter, I've got it. I've got. I'm, I'm on. They'll, they'll, they'll never have an identity complex. It's like J -j 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 Justin, J -j Jared. I forgot the other one's name. <laughs> Jackson. Uh, but anyway, that's that's why I did that. And so uh, now tell me, Sue, what what did you write about in the book? Your purpose for making the choice of not having children. I act. The choice was pretty much made for me because I tried to have kids. You did? I did. I did. Really? Yeah. And um, with a with a uh, boyfriend. Husband? With a boyfriend yeah. who I had been with for well at that time I was probably with him for 10 years, yeah. 10 or 11 years. You knew my boyfriend, Kenny Ober. Kenny, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we tried to have kids. It was actually uh, the first time it was a, we went down to Florida to see his mom, mm -hmm. you know, Jews vacation, you know, right. took a place in Boca kind of a thing. <laughs> right. Got it. And uh, his sister, his brother and sister-in-law were there and sh they had maybe a two-year-old kid. So we were talking about, oh, you know, yeah, we'd really like to have kids. So that night it was like, oh, you want to try to have a kid? And it was like, yeah, very romantic. It was like, yeah, sure. So I kind of like that thing, <laughs> that thing that was here. So we we tried and we tried and tried and tried and I could not get pregnant. Hmm. And, um, you know, I, I gave myself hormone shots. And then I said, if I don't get pregnant from this, I'm, I'm not doing anything more freaky, mm -hmm. you know, like I you know, like in vitro, in vitro or something or anything like that. Because like to me, it was like then it just wasn't meant to be. Right. And hmm. and it ended up marrying a guy who had a vasectomy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it really wasn't meant to. And be. And you knew that when you married. When, like well, how many dates did he say I have a vasectomy? Um, I think I actually knew before because we were friends. I know my boyfriend. My I know my husband actually since we are in junior high school. No, so we oh, were friends for a long Isn't time. That the best. So I knew that he had had a vasectomy. He actually married somebody that we all went to high school with. 
And, and does he have any so children? You're a bigamist? Um, <laughs> um, he uh, no, he doesn't have any children. So he doesn't have any children. No, and, no. and so, so you're not. Uh, comp and what did you say? So that's the reason you gave in the book is because you were not able to. I wasn't able conceive to yourself. And then you know, I kind of you know, I kind of reconciled the fact that it wasn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was in my early forties, and and I was fine with it. I think that if I really, really wanted to have kids when we when I got together mm -hmm. with my with my husband, mm -hmm. he probably would have you know tried to reverse his vasectomy. Mm -hmm. But I had already, I already said I'm not going to have kids, and I was fine with it. Yeah. So, to me, you know, I have nieces, and you know, it was great. You know, right. hang out with them. I can go home. You know, so it's not <laughs> even it's not necessarily your problem, but it becomes other people's problem with the stigma that's attached. I mean, that's that's the unfortunate aspect of it. I oh, mean, people always, you know, ask judgment. you, why, why, why don't you have kids? Right, it's right. Like, really? Why not I mean, join us in our misery? <laughs> Sometimes they do say that. Yeah, exactly. Join I mean, us in our misery? Until they want you to be part of it. It's the greatest thing I've ever done. <laughs> well, people people would say that to me, and I'd be on the phone with them. They would actually yeah. say, it's the greatest thing I've ever done. And then I'd hear, shut up! You know, yeah. And they'd get back into the conversation. It's like, oh, this sounds great. But I mean, I bet you people do have a little guilt uh, talking about their children around you. Do I mean, would you not think that would be the case as well? Yeah, I have one friend who didn't tell me she'd had a kid for like three years. Come on, she thought I would judge her. I'm ready for the punchline. <laughs> really? But, uh, but in the end, you know, she had been like a, a serious activist and and done, tried to do all kinds of things to make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. And then finally, she and her partner decided that the best thing they could do is raise some really good people. Yeah, that is a different perspective. I've, I feel yeah. that way myself. And I like that, her kids. That, they, they did a good job. They did? Yeah. And uh, and how old are the, how old's the, are the kids now? Um, this is years ago. Yeah. Yeah, their son's in college now. How in the world did they avoid a We friend? didn't live in the same city. Oh, okay. So the, no FaceTime or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right. And back in those days, yeah, there was none of that. AOL and Friendster. <laughs> I'm, still on, I'm still on both. <laughs> Yeah. That tells you how behind I am. I have my kids now. That's one of the purposes of having a kid is they teach you things. Yes, they do. They that's literally teach me. I go, I'll hand them a, you know, like I just bought a new system for my car. Here, get the presets. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no interest in this. Do this for me. But do you, this for you your can father. mentor and get that same benefit. I can. I can. <laughs> well, well, you oh, know, that's really. True. It's, yeah, it's it's no different from when our parents, you know, like I remember when the VCRs came out and my parents had no clue. My my parents didn't know how to like leave a message on their answering <laughs> right. machine. They were like total morons. I used to save the messages <laughs> for my grandmother. She go, Is this thing on? <laughs> I can't tell if it's on. There is a beep I can't understand. Are you there? <laughs> like I, I, I saved the message forever. And she, she kept going, I'm not sure if I'm recording right now, this <laughs> son of a bitch. She starts cursing. <laughs> she had Grandma Tourette's. Oh, she was awesome. Anyway, we have our guests. Uh, we're up against a break. Uh, the uh, co-authors, I guess you could say, of No Kidding. And uh, it's, a, it's a book about making the choice. Margaret Cho is a part of it. Uh, just talked talk to her the other day. Wendy Liebman, uh, an old friend. and uh, Fabulous. Bernadette Luckett is in this. Carol Siskind. I mean, we're talking about a lot of Amy Stiller. Susie Sorrow, a lot of people participated in it. A lot, a lot of women have made this Nora choice. Nora Dunn. Nora Dunn, and we will talk all about the book and, and then some, and we'll have more laughs and more inspiration and everything else that we do here on our show, all coming up after this. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. 
What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording you? Oh! To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's a breeze. Books on tape, games galore, everything you're looking for. Kindle, cameras, electronics, baby Einstein, hooked on phonics, Blu-ray, movies, and TV, download, music, MP3, Pixar, Disney, microphones, pet supplies, and doggy bones, World of Warcraft, Nancy Drew, Sims, the Scruff System too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. Hey, Toad Hop listeners, the Sports Guru. And the Bud Knocker. From the Sportscast Wednesdays, 4 to 6, Pacific Standard Time. You got to check us out, man. We do sports like nobody else. Cover NHL, NBA, NCAA, NFL. We cover all sports. We got you got not the fuck out. Bonehead of the week. Check us out on Toad Hop Network, 4 to 6 on Wednesdays. And if you miss it, go back and watch it live. ToadHopNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. Hey, guys, we need it. We're the nickel and dime show of the network. Check us out. A lot of fun. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. That's too much. 25, 25 days. That's too much. That's too much. 25. Till I get to see you. 25. Till I get to know if what we just started will have conquered backpacker girls with newly braided hair and monochrome records. It will soon be 24. Oh. Much too much. Twenty-four, twenty-four days. Half an hour down, just riding the salt. Twenty-four. I can hear mouths moving. Twenty-four. And I nodded. What could be the right time to nod? You and I hadn't even met. Twenty-four days ago, I must have been so.
I start brushing my teeth. Ten minutes later, sorry I mixed up the dates. You stupid fuck. You stupid fuck. You stupid fuck. You need to come back. to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. I channel my mother all too often. When I'm in movie theaters and people are talking, I channel my mother, I give them the hairy eyeball. I can't believe them. I just did it with that song. My God! That was awful language. In their defense, they're Swedish. They might not know what they're saying. Because it's such a sweet song up until then, and then I don't know where that comes from. What did they from. say? I don't give a fuck. No, she was saying, like, stupid fuck, I think. You're stupid. Yeah. It was terrible. But the whole song's about, like, I can't wait to see you. I don't know where that comes from. Do you think from. the word, uh, when people say, excuse my French, that they're talking about the F word in French, uh, fuck is a seal? I study French. Je parle un peu français, deux années, il y a 20 ans, but still, I know a little French. And that's what it means. I Did see you know you. That's, that's a seal. A seal. <laughs> you know, like that? That's. <laughs> that so, is, seal fuck. off? Yes. Yeah, yeah. seal off. Uh. That's a good one. Which <laughs> I Go seal it. yourself. We're getting calls. That, that was Betsy Salkind on my right ear. With <laughs> <laughs> Sue Kalinske on my left. And we're getting a call from the 909 area code. Like I was saying before, we don't have a screener. So we have no idea what's going to happen. I've never talked to two people at once, interviewed two people. It's, it's, it's you know, we've had. We've had oats and no hall. We've had, uh, we've had, we've, <laughs> do you even believe this? Me and my little riff, they hung up on me. Oh. I had them answered. I thought, oh, I casually get into that. I was going to do a little riff on. We had Kevin with no speed wagon, but no, we have Betsy Salkind is here with Sue Kalinsky, a book called No Kidding. Uh, Henriette Mantel, Henriette Mantel, did she come to you? Or did you go to her? How did it work? She came to us. Yeah, and very kind of delicately because she said, uh, "Do you have kids?" Yeah. And uh, you know, and I was thinking that she wanted me to have kids, and, and <laughs> she was just like, proposition. Yeah, she didn't want to be. She she didn't know, and she uh, some egg donor thing. She wanted you to do an egg donor or something. Something. And then uh, when I said no, sorry, she's like, "Oh, that's great." And uh, and then she asked, have you I ever, know, she's like, "What's the right answer?" Have yeah. You, have you ever wanted to have children or tried I, to? Uh, I. I always wanted to give birth yeah. to kittens because <laughs> I figured it would hurt less. And then when you're done, you'd have kittens. <laughs> and people have litters. That would be, yeah, Joel was saying earlier he wants a litter. Yeah. It's funny. Well, like, you you know, guys should get together. And I, I, I actually, a litter of anything? or no, Well, preferably humans. But. Oh, okay. Like uh, Octomom? Yeah. She's yeah, really Katorsing Mom. But I've actually been kind of opposed to that since the McCoy septuplets. Do you remember them? Yeah. They were the first seven that all lived. I wanted, really? I wanted to drown them. <laughs> <laughs> Not the babies. I'd never heard a kid. I wanted to drown the parents. Right. Because they were so self-righteous. They kept saying in the press, God really wanted us to have these seven babies. <laughs> no, no. God didn't want you to have any. That's why you were infertile. <laughs> well, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of become a pissing contest now. Like, oh, how many kids can you have? You know, it was like 21 and counting. Yeah. I mean, really? And they give them a TV show. I, even, even though they have no integrity whatsoever, they're like really bad people. Give them a TV show because they have a vagina like a 
clown car. Well, they did. Yeah, have let's, a, let's, let's just hand them a hand. Is that It's so absurd to me. You know, this whole God thing, God it was meant to be with God. Right. Really? Yeah, no, yeah when so, God said be fruitful and multiply, there were only two people. I don't think it applies now. About <laughs> <laughs> fruit. I mean, I mean, does that does that apply for uh, someone? You know, my my wife uh, lost a few babies, right? And you know, so was, was that meant to be from God? I mean, is He punishing us? And then there's He's this other one because He's not a very nice guy. His, uh, his, uh, his Apparently, other, yeah. yeah. I mean, the other one because they found the money to go to a fertility clinic. Oh, that that, that was God's will. No, that was Pfizer. <laughs> that was Pfizer's will. I mean, does it, it costs money. I mean, there, there are other options. We adopted one child. I have two, two uh, biological and one's adopted. And I must tell you that I do have the same, if not a different feeling of uh, it, it feels wonderful to me. And, and uh, so when you're around the children that you're around, nieces, nephews, people you mentor, do you get that heart response uh, that one do you think one gets from a parent, from being a parent? Um, I, I can't say because I've never been a parent, but yeah. I really do love – I'm now uh, mentoring one particular girl, and, and I'm committed to her for life. Yeah, I will always be there. Awesome. She knows she can come to me no matter yeah. what forever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I feel like once, uh, once I had an adopted child, I said, oh, my God, it's just they're, they're children – and it doesn't matter that it was like how it came. Yeah. You know, I actually wrote him a note uh, when he was first born. I said, it doesn't matter. I mean, it was a stupid metaphor, but it doesn't matter how you get to Manhattan, whether it's a tunnel or a bridge. It's like, you know, well, it didn't. I know it's not very romantic, but I, you know, it's all I had at the time. I said, you know, I was comparing a womb to, to, you know, the Lincoln Tunnel. Or I, the, I get right. it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter how you get there. It's just, okay, now you're there. And now you can be the person you can be with that person and you can connect in the way you desire to connect. And you don't have to to expect for them to be like you in any way. Well, that's true, so too. It gives them a little I actually room. Think, I think the one who's not biological has got a better shot. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's got the genes. Um, the other two have the genes, the champion genes, and are not so good sometimes. You know, and so I, I, I worry more about them than I do the, the, uh, the adopted. I mean, but each one is individual. I mean, each niece and nephew and person you mentor each kid that you mentor, they're, they're all individuals, and that's what you find in this process. Now, do you, do you, have you run across the uh, – I mean, I'm sure you run across, because it is a, definitely a choice, of people have uh, criticized your choices. Do they, do they actually come to you and criticize you and talk to you about this? Yeah, to me, it's not really criticism. It's more like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, mm. like they feel bad for me. And really? it's such a – you know, it's like, you know, how dare you, you know, feel sorry for me? Yeah. You know, um, and that to me is 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 insulting and kind of off-putting that, yeah. that someone would feel sorry for where you are in your life. Like, like, because there are a lot of people, you know, that are in this book that really did not want to have kids, you know. So, you know, to assume that it was kind of a bad thing. Is, right. Um, it, well, aren't there also people that go, ah, comedians, bunch of lesbians? <laughs> There's got to be those. Well, too. sure. Yeah, but they're lesbians, but of course. Lesbians yeah, are having babies now, too. That's right. true. Your bad. husband's the beard, you know. <laughs> For years, people thought um, Kenny was the beard in our relationship. Really? Seriously. They thought both of you were gay? They thought I was gay and Kenny was just the beard. Oh, he's just the beard? Yeah. Like, 
Really? Poor Kenny didn't know you were gay. <laughs> why, did, why was I not privy to this rumor? I would have loved that rumor. You were, you were, you were in Philly too much. <laughs> I guess that's what it was. I didn't know that. Yeah. So people thought you were lesbian? Yeah. They were, actually, there was a, uh, a manager, and I'm not going to mention her name, but okay. she spread a rumor that I was gay. And then I found out years later that there was a guy who I was actually very attracted to, who was very attracted to me, and he did, like, did a little bit of research, and he thought I was gay, so he never asked me out. Really? Yeah. See, that would increase my wanting to ask you out. <laughs> just, just, just to turn me? That, that, yeah. Are you kidding me? A turner? If you got a turner, man, that's a score. Anybody, you know, anybody can just get laid. You got a turner? Yeah, right, because you, you made a lot of women gay, so now you want to bring women back. <laughs> Trying to even it out. You know, I didn't see that one coming a reversal on me, but that was, yeah, you were absolutely right. I think I might have turned a few. <laughs> we have a call. We have a call from the 209 area. Do you know where that is, Betsy? No. 209. I think that might be the Inland Empire. Hi, who's this? Hello, this is Jeff Brown in Central California. All right, I was pretty close. This is the state. That's really Inland Empire. Yeah. I don't know if you live in yeah. an empire, but uh, so I'm happy that you called. It's great to hear from you, Jeff. Now, uh, are you calling about uh, our guests who wrote the book or helped write the book? No kidding. Well, unfortunately, I'm at work, and I just caught up on my Twitter, and your thing said to call if you've ever broken the law. Am I too late to tell you I'm breaking the law? Of <laughs> Did you ever illegally get someone pregnant? That was last week, right? <laughs> no. No, I never illegally got anybody pregnant. Or, Well, actually, I got one legally pregnant, uh, and thank goodness that the, the offspring is 19 now, so uh, that worked out really well. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we actually are talking. I guess you haven't been listening, but you were following us on Twitter, which is fantastic. Ha ha, laugh it off. Our guests are Betsy um, Salkine, and we also have Sue Kalinsky. They have made a choice, and they wrote a book about it, um, along with 37 other women, right? Yes. Uh, of uh, making a choice of not having children, and they're all comics. Is that correct also? I mean, every one of them Most are comics. Of us. Most Great of us. writers. Yeah, mo and some of them are well, you know, comedic writers. Yes, and that's, that, that would be the topic. But uh, if you well, ever committed I, I, a crime I, I, against I, I, somebody that didn't want to have children, that's what we want to talk about. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The thing is, I, I can sort of chime in because I was in radio for a long time, and I thought for a fact that I was never going to have children. I mean, I literally saw people with children and were like, oh, I don't know if I could ever do that or not. But I tell you what, once I, I met the right woman, and then she she actually had a five-year-old daughter, uh, and I made this speech at my daughter's wedding last summer, the fact that once I met her and then the daughter was so fantastic, she was like the bonus in the relationship uh, to where I not only got a great wife, but I got a, a daughter. And then when we had our first child uh, together, biological child, I, it changed everything. My opinions on having children completely changed. Uh, so that's my opinion on I the subject. I guess I just haven't I mean, met I the right woman yet. Now I'm really poor. <laughs> Betsy wants to meet the right woman now, even though she's straight and has a... Are you, are you married? <laughs> I am. You're married, yeah, to a guy. I'm married to a guy. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know. Because it's legal. He needs I only like to do things that are legal. <laughs> no, that that's brings us back to the I other married topic. a man and I take prescription drugs. <laughs> well, I appreciate you calling there, Jeff. Uh, calling from the uh, Empire. Uh, you know, I was going to say, just to, so I can relate more to this, that you know guys actually have stigma attached to them as well when we make the choice of not, not having children. I mean, you know what I had for a while? I was, because uh, I go visit my sister and her kids. I was gay Uncle Craig because <laughs> I play with them. 
And, you know, and I play like uh, I really play with kids. I mean, I get, you know. Fondle? Would you stop? <laughs> well, what do you mean? I really, I really play with kids. I mean, I get, I get, I get. No matter what I say now, it's going to be the taken the wrong way. No matter where I go with this, what I mean is, I do cartoon voices and I get on the swings in the jungle gym, and I mean, I'm in there like Back wrestling and throwing them in the air. And That's I mean, so I'm, gay. I'm <laughs> No wonder I was called gay, Uncle Craig. I'd have kids just to stop the rumors. So I mean, I mean, you get that, and you also get the guys. Oh, fear of commitment. Yeah, fear of commitment. And guys get that one too. Women don't have that as much. Well, men have kids and then don't raise them. So I think, you know, that's a different issue. Different issue of guys who don't raise the kids. They just split. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of men who fathered kids who, you know, or been sperm donors by mistake. Yeah. And you know what? It's also a different choice for a guy, too. I mean, obviously, yeah. because the guy's just trying to get laid a lot of the time. And then the women are stuck with the, you know, right. they have the, the, the consequences of this guy's horniness. <laughs> so, I mean, some and the guys will convince or even worse, you know, and then you have to deal with it. But a lot of it, so it's the women that have to deal with it. So are you guys, uh, so you participated in this book. Henriette calls you. And she says, I want you to, I want you, first she checked with you. Do you have children? Yeah. <laughs> she, did she say that to you as well, Sue? She knew I didn't. Oh, she knew you didn't? Because yeah. you're really good friends. Yes. Yeah. And so she, uh, and what was her reason for her choice of, of not having children? Every, every, all 37 have a different reason. I'm trying to think what her reason was. I, I think don't, ultimately she just I think didn't she, really have the drive. Yeah, just I think she had really... the drive, and I think that she never really met anybody that she wanted to have kids with. Oh, I, don't that... think, I don't think the circumstance ever really arose mm -hmm. for her to have a kid with somebody. That's interesting you would say that because I was actually approached twice uh, to sire or give the seed. <laughs> I'm not a gardener. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how do you say this in a polite way? I was asked to, to donate, All right. donate, uh, and but then not be involved. You were asked to fill a cup. Uh, exactly. And I. Well, how do you feel I've about that? I actually had to do that. Well, how do you feel about that? Like someone says, "I want you to I was donate sort of your sperm, but I don't want you to be involved." Do you know? By the way, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to say her name, but she's a comic, and she approached me and another comic. She told us both that. Did she audition you? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was in the was, finals. Was it like a sperm showcase? <laughs> it was sperm search. <laughs> With Ed McMahon, sperm search. Oh, 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 we have our finalists. It's Craig and Mark Pitta. How many stars did you get? What did you give the look like Mark Pitta? You gave the look like, yeah, he was one of the finalists. Oh, so it was me and him. And I said, and I said, well, what are you going to do about this? And I had a solution. I said, why don't you put us both in the same one and spin it? <laughs> a mixture. And hopefully they won't get his nose and hopefully the kid won't get my head. <laughs> That's great. So I, thought that was a, I thought it was a clever idea. She ended up, uh, she has a, a child. I'm not sure how that happened, but I know that I was not the one that did that. And she then she I, went with a musician. <laughs> <laughs> Damn drummers are always getting the action. I don't know what she did. I actually have to talk to her about it, but I remember the discussion uh, and having, and I agreed to do it. I said, uh, I'll do this because that was a time I didn't have children. And then I thought to myself, do I really want to do that? And then not be in the child's life at all is would be very difficult for me. And I also had an arrangement with a lesbian woman, same thing, that she chose me. And actually it was Rosie O'Donnell who convinced me not to do it. She goes, you know, there's, there's plenty of uh, children out there that need to be adopted. And then she goes ahead and she had a child with her partner. <laughs> Damn, it was an hypocrite. accident. She's a freaking hypocrite. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that Rosie putting her penis all over the place. She never they just that. fell into the petri dish, and then we fertilized them. And oops, I was walking by the petri dish one day, <laughs> and suddenly, whoop! Well, the well, what about women who have kids for other women? I mean, that. I mean, I if I'm going to go Surrogate? through that, yeah. I mean, if I I'm going to go through all of that. Like, yeah. I don't care what comes out of my body. I don't care if it's a shoe. <laughs> right. It's mine. You know, yeah. it's like, I, I just can't imagine giving it to somebody yeah. after all that. And where are you well, in your career usually... choices when that's it? You know what I mean? What the guy thinks, did you really mess up that bad in high school? <laughs> okay, here's your choices. You're going to have to give birth to somebody else for $25,000. Yeah. It's not usually uh, people of means who are giving birth for other people. That's right. They're doing it for the money. Yeah. And I know one that did it three times. You know, it's unfortunate that people feel the need to do that because I think it's... You know, what do, no, I don't what, approve of that. But well, I want to hear why. Why don't you approve of that? Because I've actually given it some thought. Well, first of all, I think if you can't have a baby, then maybe you're not supposed to. You know, there's plenty of kids to adopt. But it, and to go to the extent of renting someone else's body or using someone else's body, whether you pay them or not, is some kind of weird genetic narcissism. <laughs> really? Wow. You know, so, if you really want to be a parent, be a parent. There's plenty of opportunities. Do you own your home? I do. Okay. So well, that's where it comes from. <laughs> no no rent a womb. No, no leasing here. No, no lease. No rent a womb here. <laughs> no rent a womb. I believe in purchasing. Well, really, the bank owns it. But, you know. <laughs> that's, that's true. But I live there. So I, I actually, well, I would disagree with you because I think that uh, this goes with the whole it wasn't meant to be. I mean, this is a bit something to be debated i mean you know really but what is god's will and i mean and i so believe forth. in spaying and neutering spaying and neutering yeah i mean until now we're back to kittens. until everything <laughs> that needs a, a loving home has one i think it's a little bit crazy to be uh making extraordinary efforts to create more beings oh i see, I see. well yeah i mean i like i said i've adopted and i'm my new thought is i would like to do foster i'd like to have a foster yep. child that's a great thing yeah, I mean, uh, and and but the problem is you, there's an attachment. There's an attachment. Why is so that I'm a sure problem? You, well, because then they go away and you're attached, and yeah. that's uh, that's a difficult thing to make okay with yourself. Yeah, I like think. I don't even think I could foster a dog. I mean, I have two dogs. <laughs> really? And I like I meet a dog on the street, and I'm in love with it. <laughs> but the and thing I is, if take you foster home. a dog, you can usually keep it. I mean, if you can adopt that dog. Right, yes. but, but yeah, I know, I know. You that know, is but, true. But with a child, yeah, you know, not so a lot much. Of, not so but, much. But what you're saying is I can't even imagine I can't this, even this imagine. dog. All Having of a sudden someone give... shows up and goes, you know, Fido, I'm okay now. I've become a better parent. I'm in recovery for a while for my alcoholism <laughs> or whatever it is. And they show right, up and they go, I'm right, ready for the right, dog right, back. Right. You, you did all the work. There's no way now, you can do it. Yeah, right. no, I could so never So now picture that as a child. I could never. Yeah, so that would be that's a tough one for me. I've taken the foster classes too. And they say, oh, no, you've got to be okay with this. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I remember when I was trying to have kids, I had had a dog at the time with, with Ken. And, um, did you give birth? I did give birth to the, <laughs> to the dog. I would have if I could have. And, uh, you know, people would say, when you have a kid, your dog is really going to take a back seat. And I said, my fear is that the dog won't. You know? <laughs> it's like, sorry, honey, I'm talking to Monty, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I really, really, it's not a joke. I mean, I, right. it was like I was just so in love with the dog yeah. that it was really my kid. Well, people actually do respond differently to pets and things. I mean, I, I remember when I was a kid. They're I, the greatest kids. 
What's that? <laughs> great kids. Don't talk back. What, the, the, the pets? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that is the thought, is they're, they're innocent. Yeah. You know, they have, like I said, that movie Buck, Those that's with horses. It's the same, you know, situation. And they're more attractive than babies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you pictures of my children. You'll take that back, my four-legged children. Okay. I, I, I recall when I was a kid. I, I, I was. Uh, I saw a movie called Patton, and it was about this General Patton. And I remember having this response. They were literally like, "We're so desensitized uh, with with human beings, but not with pets," because. The whole movie is about destruction and war and killing and blood is everywhere in this movie. And then he shot a mule on a bridge and the entire place went, oh! <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'm going, I wanted to turn him. I was like, a, you know, seven-year-old kid. I'm going, but there was 10,000 people killed. You didn't have one response. And then the, the, uh, one mule was killed and then they threw him overboard, you know, over the bridge. And that's and same with whales. It's like you'll step over five homeless people to get to the whale that you're going to save. Yeah. I mean, what is that about us? More attractive. More attractive. <laughs> it's like you know, I, I I was actually with Henriette one day, and we uh, we were driving in a car, and we stopped at a red light, and there was a woman uh, wheeling her baby and walking a dog at the same time, and we both said, "Oh, look at the dog!" <laughs> you know. We, <laughs> That was more chapter, but the things the thing with parents, and I'm come, going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but like whenever um, the thing that always would would bother me about new parents is like they always constantly have to tell you about the oh my kid did this oh my kid did that. So when my uh, when my uh, sister started doing this to me, I, I would like replace it with you know oh you know my dog lifted his leg for the first time today you know like you know it's like a, a pee triumph you know or you know they always want to show you pictures so whenever people say you know, let me see your dog this is what i show let them let me see your baby well, let me see oh. <laughs> i have to put this on the camera is, it, is that showing <laughs> now it's radio worth watching you have to tune this in. it's, it's awesome. a baby with a dog's face <laughs> it's perfect it's actually my godchild's body and my dog. So you have a godchild? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I have a godchild. And how did that work? Uh, a really close friend of mine uh, was having a baby and uh, asked, you know, kind of, it's an honor, you know, to, to be a godchild. It's yeah. great. Funny you should say that. I just realized, well, two of the choices that I made for uh, godfather were single guys with no children and probably never will have children. Hmm. Comic and an actor, <laughs> you know, and uh, I made that choice for them because I actually thought to myself, well, this would be a gift for them, you know what I mean? Like that they would be able to be a part of of this, uh, you know, connection with a child, right? Which they wouldn't experience on their own. Which is yeah, and which neither is one, of, neither one of them do it. <laughs> <laughs> they suck. Oh. The guy who's married, the guy who's married with a kid, he's actually the better godfather. The other one, I don't think my son has talked to him in years, and and the other one, yeah, he he's favors the other son who's not as godson. Well, apparently, when men. Uh, become fathers, they their testosterone levels drop. Is that true? Yeah, and they God. become more caretaking. I know my breasts are hurting right now. <laughs> I, I saw your lactating. They're killing me. <laughs> I've lactated many times. I feel male breasts. It's it's sad. Is that true? Is this something else that I need to worry about, Betsy? Well, I think it's too late. What? I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's just okay. You know, it's the chemistry behind. It, how does this happen <laughs> if 
What if the child's adopted? Does that have anything to do with it? Wait a second. It can't have anything to do with it. it. it Once the, the sperm adopted, goes. Adopted is fine. It's, it's, I think, somehow the parenting or the caretaking or something. No, then it wouldn't be fine. It's the same thing because your adopted child yeah, is treated. Yeah, I'm saying same. you have okay. low testosterone. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and the more kids I have, the lower it's going to go. Yeah, I'm going to have a vagina if I have one more child. <laughs> well, that what, would well, be what, cool. Well, what about the guy who's got you know 21 kids? What about that family? I mean, oh, this guy's. <laughs> is he shipping <laughs> it in from lady. somewhere? He's getting shots of testosterone. <laughs> yeah, right. I've never heard this before. Where did you read this? <laughs> I think it's a I bunch think of Dr. crap. Drew. He's he's a regular on our show. And well, you ask him question. then. That'll be the first yeah. question I ask. Boy, if you listen to the Love Line, he's talking to teenagers. He's trying to tell them not to get laid. Uh, <laughs> That's what he that said. Works. Your testosterone will drop if you have a child. I'm so. Oh, I have to give the a website. No kidding book. I like that. It's easy. Nokiddingbook.com. It'd be really good read for you, and also give it a review on Amazon. If you go to Amazon, give it a good review. We want to help. We want to help our friends, the comedians who wrote this. Thirty-seven comedians. Vanda also wrote it. An old friend, Meryl Marco, Bernadette Luckett. There's uh, Debbie Casper. Geez, this list is like the who's who. Nora Dunn, fabulous. Valerie Valerie Bromfield is in. Wow, great book. Jeanette Barber. Women who have made the choice not to have children, and they discuss it in the book. Thirty-seven different women are all great writers, great comedians. We're so happy to have two of them. Betsy Salkan, you can see her May 18th at M Bar in Los Angeles. Sue as well. Oh, really? There'll be six writers from Says the book. Says Betsy. Oh, six writers will be there? Yeah. But doing stand-up. No, no, we're, we're going to be reading from the, our, from the book. Oh. Yeah, our pieces. We really want to go. And I'm embarrassed to say where I, the next place is June 22nd. I thought it said Faye Doo-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> and I will admit it that that's what I said, even though I studied French. Douzene, il y a vingt ans. But it's fait du deux. <laughs> Same thing. It just sounds better. It does sound a lot better. June 22nd. But that's another uh, event. And there's actually yeah. 10 or more writers from the book. Who, and they will be doing stand-up and various Stand-up and the whole thing. Yeah. Great. Because yeah. uh, it is important to have levity no matter what you do. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. I will be in Rochester this weekend. Uh, go out, have a few laughs there. Go to our Facebook page. Go to healthyfeetstore.com. Get your feet healthy. All right. Use the coupon code. <laughs> Laugh it off 2013. You'll get a percentage off. Give you some free shipping and all that kind of stuff. Great shoes. And uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you, Betsy Salkind. Thank you, a real, Craig. Pleasure, real pleasure to meet yeah, you. Yeah, you too. I look forward to meeting you again. Now we're getting phone calls. Sue Kalinsky, <laughs> I always love to see you. You're one of my favorites for many, many years. Sure. We won't say how many. And I'm so happy you were able to be here today. And good luck with the book and everything else that you're all doing. To the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Live, live from the Toad Hop Network studios in Hollywood. This, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. Enhances the senses, opens your mind. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching.